Attention radio affiliates, this episode is internet only and not intended for broadcast. You have been warned. This is Free Talk Live. It is an internet-only edition of the show. If you've never heard an internet-only edition of Free Talk Live before, then what you need to know is that there's no FCC around to tell us what to do. Yeah, but it could be very easily played on a radio station some, some later time later, right? Well, that would be a mistake on the program director's part, because <laughs> normally, normally when we do one of these internet-only shows, I label the show... Internet only, not for broadcast, all, in all caps. Gotcha. And in addition, I'll put a little tag in front of the show as well to let them know, though I guess we're talking about it right here, right now. So, you know, you have been warned. Not for effing broadcast. Well, there you go. You you don't necessarily have to censor yourself on the air tonight. And uh, got, as you can hear, there's a little bit of a bug with the spots there so there may be some bugs throughout the show i uh, had to quickly get my automation we're, quick, system. we're running this on our own we don't have our syndicate uh, yeah. taking care of things yeah so uh so so there may be some bugs there may be some errors but we are here and we can take your phone calls if you're an amplifier so if you have access to the amp only toll-free call-in lines you can call into the show tonight the rest of you you're just gonna have to listen so let's get right into your phone calls matt in illinois on the amp line you're on free talk live hello matt Meaning we can fucking swear? No, they can. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Um, okay, well, I just wanted to clarify. Uh, on Saturday, I called in, and we're, they, you were talking about um, uh, video games, and uh, I told you that my son had played um, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Number Four, and it turns out he hasn't played that game yet. Oh, okay. he, did play, he, he did play Grand Theft Auto Three, however. There are some similarities, as I understand it. I have not yet had the chance to play Grand Theft Auto 4, but I can tell you that Julia is a huge fan of the series, and she's chomping at the bit. She wants to go run out and buy herself a PlayStation 3 just so she can play that one game. And I had to tell her, look, just hold on. You're not done with the third one yet, or or San Andreas, I guess, is the most recent one. You're not done with that one yet, so just wait, you know, maybe finish that one first, and then the PlayStation 3 will probably be cheaper by Christmas time, and you can get it then. Yeah. Right. And, well, anyway, um, I wanted to clarify that. And so I had asked him because I, I said he had run out in front of traffic, and which he did. And I tried to ask him why he did that. And being a 14-year-old, he didn't want to talk to me about it. Hmm. Um, so I called his mom, and I was asking her. And what she informed me is that apparently what he's doing is he's doing all these things that are uh, anti-authoritative in front of all his friends, when his friends are around. So apparently he's trying to impress his peers. I don't know if running out in front of cars is in any way anti-authoritarian. Um, he's doing other things besides that. Okay. Uh, I, I, that I just think sounds like jackass stupid stuff to well, me. Well, right, you can believe that the right. car is an authority when it comes to the impact. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it is, it, it is anti-authoritarian. It's just, you know, completely... Uh, it's sort of uninformed and anti-authoritarian. <laughs> yeah, he needs to pick his battles a little bit better, I yeah, think. Sometimes suggestions right, from adults right. are good suggestions. The, the point is is that he was with a bunch of friends at the time, 
And so he was goofing off in front of them, trying to make himself look cool. Look what I can do. Yeah. Um, so I don't, you know, the, the the point is that it had nothing to do with any video games that he was playing. Gotcha. It has to do with peer pressures and the the teen angst and you know, you're trying to fit in with friends, trying to look cool with friends, trying to you know, impressed. Uh, right, like where the kids uh, back in the day, I don't know, they probably still do this. They'd get up on top of somebody's car and go joyriding around. Which one's more dangerous? Urban Jump- surfing? Yeah, jumping in front yeah. of a moving vehicle or actually riding on top of a moving vehicle. <laughs> right, and then when I was a kid, we used to, in the wintertime, grab hold of the back bumper and we'd call it skeeching and we'd we'd uh, slid, slide on the ice behind the cars. Geez, hmm. I hadn't even thought of that. That was pretty stupid too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, each, each generation is going to have its own, uh, you know, varieties of stupid. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't take it too hard. Uh, I, I used to do urban surfing. I'm going to say urban surfing probably worse, simply worse. because you're you're much more likely to fall off the car. Yeah. Whereas with uh, running out in front of cars, people are more likely to uh, stop for you. Mm. Yeah, well, they did, and we we kind of uh, bantered him a little bit about it, and hopefully he doesn't do it again. So. There you go. Hopefully Matt, any other thoughts tonight? No. Thanks for your call, sir. Appreciate it. We go on screen to another amp line. Hello, who is this? You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, this is Jarvis in Pennsylvania. Jarvis, Jarvis. what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'm calling about the Libertarian Party. I am uh, so fucking pissed off that Mary did not get the nomination. Oh, Jarvis, Jarvis, yeah. Jarvis. Boy. I knew this was going to come up. I mean, if I you am guys, so glad. Yeah, if you hadn't called in about it, we were definitely going to get to this. Uh, it was a pretty big and, I would say, historic weekend where the and, Libertarian Party, the final nail, has gone into the coffin. It has breathed its last dying breath. I, I think I'm going to have to take umbrage at this one. They I, nominated Bob Barr. How about mild umbrage? How about mild umbrage? You know, I, I can't say that I consider Bob Barr to be the uh, the pinnacle of libertarian Dude, thought. Dude, he's not even close. Okay, understood. But look at the election the way it stands. Here's what I think that many of the people that voted for Bob Barr, many of the delegates were thinking, is there isn't a conservative option for the conservatives currently. You've got three Democrats running. You've got uh, Hillary, Barack, and Libertarians uh, aren't conservatives. Understood. But they're putting up a conservative, essentially, in Bob Barr, who's probably going to lean a little little more libertarian simply because he's a libertarian. Probably he's a little more bit. libertarian than John McCain, but that's not saying much. Understood. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm ecstatic about this, Ian. Okay. I'm telling you what I think they were thinking, and I think that they were thinking something that might be good. And let me give you the well, let me play it out for you. Okay. Um, they're putting up this conservative that conservatives can go for, and maybe he'll get some press, and maybe some conservatives will vote for him, and therefore maybe the um, Libertarian Party will show up on the map for people. I was just in a uh, bar last week, and I asked a, a girl who claimed to be uh, fiscally conservative and socially liberal if she would call herself a libertarian. She said, oh, no. She thought I was set a lib- She thought essentially I was asking her if she was liberal. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? She doesn't even know what See, the word libertarian there's two, is. There's two ways I can go on this. Uh, there's one which is, look, the uh, Bob Barr is not the apotheosis of, of uh, anti-libertarian thought. Uh, so obviously the people who made that decision, uh, they were thinking just, just what you were saying, Mark. Let's give them a little bit of slack because they're trying to attract more people into the party and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, at this time, they'll, they'll, we'll get more people coming in. I think, unfortunately, this is the type of mentality that has prevailed in the Republican Party 
for a couple decades now, which has destroyed all the principles uh-huh. inside the Republican Party. Well, let's go along to get along. Let's you know do this sort of thing to attract more Democrats, that sort of thing. Um, Sir, frankly, are you saying Mary Ruart doesn't attract people into the Libertarian Party. Well, that's exactly more people than anyone except Harry Brown. Precisely, that's exactly where I was going. I think it's a, a bit of a miscalculation because I think Mary Ruart is is a wonderful candidate, and also what really ticks me off, my friend, what really really got my goat. And I was watching C-SPAN for hours and talking to people over in Denver on my cell phone over and over again. Uh, and, and they, we could see this coming. Uh, a lot of people, I talked to Glenn Jacobs and Angela Keaton, we were, we were chatting back and forth. We could see what was going to happen. That guy, Wayne Allen Root, who... Oh, isn't he a neocon? Oh, guy? God. The guy, the guy comes out... Yeah, I'm sorry to jump on you, and man. he got the VP knob. Oh, and it was a total sellout so he could get it. Here's a guy who quotes Winston Churchill as his big hero. And anybody who knows anything about history and political economics knows that Winston Churchill should not be called a hero. And he says he's his big hero, and then what he does is he sells out to Bob Barr so that he can get the vice presidential nod. And he, instead of giving his votes to Mary Ruard, who's a principled, long-time adherent to the libertarian I ideals. The, I was under the impression that, that um, Mary Ruard turned down the uh, VP nod. Yeah, she, she didn't she was, put her name in the, in the ring for it. Yeah. But I don't blame her. I mean, it's... Because why would she want to be? Bar, yeah, why would she want to do that either? I exactly. would. Yeah, I would agree. I would not want to be associated with that right. guy. In fact, Jeremy, um, it's Jeremy, right? Jarvis. Oh, Jarvis. Jarvis. Sorry, I'm not writing things down. <laughs> Hang on, Jarvis. Okay, we're gonna sorry. we're gonna bring you back here. Uh, actually, in a few moments at uh, 800. Ooh, no, no 800. I'm so used to my informatics. Uh, no, there is no toll-free number tonight, so if you are a non-amplifier, you, sorry, just can't get through. Uh, maybe we'll read some extra emails, or who knows where the show is going to go tonight. We're going to be here for the full three hours. Uh, we're taking breaks as we normally do, actually a little bit shorter breaks uh, than normal. So uh, we're going to be back here with more discussion on the Libertarian Party's national convention. It happened over the weekend. They did not do what they've done in the past and chose the best Libertarian candidate. They chose the watered-down shithead, Bob Barr. More coming back. And you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live, live Internet edition. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Internet edition of the program. There's no toll-free number, but if you're an amplifier and you know the amp-only toll-free numbers, you can get in. And you can talk about whatever you want without FCC restrictions, which means that we won't be dumping anybody for letting a curse word out (laughs) over the air. So, so yeah, so it's fun. We like the Internet-only shows. They're a little more free-form, a little more free-flowing than normal. We don't have to take breaks at specific times like we do normally, but we do anyway just because that's the format of the show. you got to use the bathroom. I think it's my my first one, so this is cool. But we don't have to do anything because there's no radio transmitters uh, on board with us tonight unless our pirate affiliates are picking up the Internet feed. We could just turn off the mics and go home. We could, but we like doing this show. Oh, yeah, That's why we're here six nights a week. Otherwise, I'd just right. call in. Dedicated, dedicated. All right, let's go back to the phone calls here. Actually, uh, moments, we will get back to the phone calls, but first need to tell you about freetalklive.com. You can go there and get signed up for the updates at updates.freetalklive.com. Uh, that's free, like all the other features are on our website. And the updates are the best way to you know get 
kept in the loop about what's happening with the show, we'll uh, get you on that list. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get your limited supply Porkfest beer mug and drink responsibly with Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. You can only get it if you're actually at Porkfest. So be on the lookout for the SACL CAI Fun Tent uh, featuring select microbrews uh, micro from New Hampshire, margaritas, guest celebrity bartenders, including the three of us. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be there tending bar, uh, prize drawings, and more, all at the SACL CAI Fun Tent at this year's Porkfest. And, of course, we'll tell you more about Porkfest coming up here in a little while. Uh, so, we continue back with your phone calls. Jarvis is on the line in Pennsylvania. You initially called about the Libertarian Party's convention over the weekend where they made a, a very poor choice and nominated Bob Barr and some neocon for the, uh, for the, for the presidential and, and VP nominations for the Libertarian Party. And you called in. You got a, a bunch of our opinions, but I wanted to make sure you had a chance to go ahead and uh, tell us what you thought, sir. Yeah, so uh, maybe a month or two ago, you you uh, decided to revoke your life membership to the LP. That's correct. Um, I was somewhat right. I was somewhat persuaded by your arguments. I mean, I'd seen the similar degradation that you'd been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a, a monthly pledger until this month. Uh, ah. I part of how I found my way into libertarianism was through the LP. So even though I don't really agree with them as much anymore, I still wanted to kind of help other people find them through that same means. So sure. I was willing to donate. And that's, um, I think that's an important and, part about what happened here. Uh, Gardner, you made a comment that they miscalculated about, you know, bringing Bob Barr in, but they only miscalculated if what they were trying to do originally was communicate liberty. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to me that they're interested in that anymore. Yeah. So bringing Bob Barr in was not a miscalculation if what their intention was was to open the tent up or widen the tent to allow unprincipled people in and bring people into the party uh, without really having them understand what libertarian is. Yeah, so and, that and, was their and intention and, that they calculated correctly. You got it. it. It's really good to get these opinions coming into us with, with a call like this, too, because yeah, I just wanted to stand back as well. I was I, I was very angry, not so much at the the way things went. I sort of expected that, that Bob Barr and Mary Ruart would be battling, but at this guy, Wayne Allen Root. Now, uh, what what annoys me is I can understand these guys making this calculation if this is what they think is going to going to be helpful to expand the party and so on and so forth. But there are principles that have been removed from the from the party plank, from the party party positions. The the non-aggression principle, the no initiation of force principle. Uh, Bob Barr, you know, when it all comes down to it, <clears throat> excuse me, he might be very successful in in criticizing some of these politicians, and he might. Turn out to to talk a, talk a good talk and walk a good walk, but I don't like what happened with this man Wayne Allen Root. I specifically am very upset at what this guy Wayne Allen Root did. He had an opportunity when they went into this last vote. Wayne Allen Root was in third place, so his name was taken off the ballot. Mm-hmm. And instead of offering his support to the longtime principal candidate Mary Ruard who has brought more people to the libertarian cause and libertarian ideology than probably many of the people that I know. She's just fantastic. Certainly anyone up on that stage over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely, Ian. <clears throat> Rather than doing that and acknowledging principle of this party that he freely joined, instead he decided to help himself 
and give his votes to Bob Barr in exchange for an agreement. I think he's a neocon. Well, there you go. I'm not shocked by it, but I'm angered by it. No, I I disagree because if if Mary Ruart should have been, um, you know, if the the delegates wanted Mary Ruart to be the uh, the nominee, then they would have voted her in. She would have been hands down the she's the the biggest libertarian there, the best libertarian uh, choice. She should have she should have run away with it if the delegates wanted that. And I have to say, it's the delegates, not uh, right. Wayne Allen point, Root. There are a lot yeah. of people out there in the world like Wayne Allen Root, and I understand what you're saying about him being right, dis- and the disingenuous is, and all that, but the it, delegates, they, they handed him the power. Well, the Libertarian Party has been infiltrated by these watered-down, unprincipled individuals who... Again, they were the delegates. They uh, apparently had managed to take it over this year. In 2004, it was a close call, but Michael Badnarik, who was probably arguably the most principled candidate uh, four years ago, he did get the nomination. It was close, though, because yet another um, one candidate had to give him a bunch of votes in order for him to win, but it pushed him over the top, and he got in. So this is really a, a big year. It's quite a turning point yeah. for, the, for the, the Libertarian Party because this is just... This is awful news. And, and what I was pointing out before is if it was their intention to water down the party, then they were absolutely successful. And that, that is what I believe their intention is, because that's what they've been talking about for years and years in the LP news. You know, it's been this, this is their newspaper, right? This debate over, well, should we widen the tent or should we stick to principle? Well, the party was originally about principle. It's still called the party of principle, and if you ask me, that's false advertising at this point. Well, because well, it's a, may, it's a maybe huge joint maybe the principal people have all uh, turned in their memberships and left. Yeah, they should. Well, a- anybody it, else who's the left, in there? right? What is they're, the they're going to be unsuccessful though? Who's yeah. going to be unsuccessful? The, the the principled people in taking the party back in four years. Jar- right. Jarvis's- so why bother? No, I'm yeah. saying they're going to be unsuccessful because they're all leaving like you have. Who cares about taking the damn party back? It's go. done for. Why would you want to spend yeah. time and money and effort trying to bring the party back to principle? Oh, look, what it's, a waste it's had of one fucking fail, time. One failure and you decided it's done for? Yeah, see, I, no, I, no, I, it's I'm been I'm a between... string of failures. Hold on, Gardner. Look, sure. Mark, you've never been in the Libertarian Party, so right, you really I'm can't comment interested. on this. You haven't been paying attention. You don't know what's been happening for the last decade, and it has been a string of failures. One after another. Bednarik was a failure? Brown was a failure? Okay, look, I'm not talking about everything they've done, but there have been indicators over time of how the party has lost its way, the people in the party have been getting diluted, and this was the final straw, was the final nail in in the coffin. Jarvis, I think it lies at the feet of the uh, life members that turn in their membership at this. Oh, give me a break, Mark. I, think so. I wasn't going to go to the damn uh, convention. I've never been to one of their conventions. I'm sure you could have talked so, to some delegates. Well, well I, I did go to the last convention, guys. I mean, I was at the Badnire convention. I mean, I, I supported him. Um, and I, I maybe would have gone to this one if I didn't have you know, three less than one-year-old sons right now. I mean, you know, I'm Three busy, less right? than one-year-old sons? You have triplets? Yeah, I have triplets. Excellent. Oh, wow. I called in about it a while ago. Jarvis, anyway. thanks, for, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you <laughs> bringing right. this up. Oh, wait, wait. All, all right. right. Well, hang on. we got nothing but time here. Bring Jarvis back here in a moment and take your calls as well. And this is the live Internet-only edition of Free Talk Live. 
There's a reason it doesn't sound like the old media. Which of those court justices are going to sit there and err on the side of your Fourth Amendment? That's because it's the new media. Dan Carlin, Common Sense. I think fast and I talk fast and the people that like this program can deal with that. Common Sense with Dan Carlin, a free-thinking, politically independent view of things from a man who's had way too much caffeine. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live internet edition of the show. There's no toll-free line tonight. For those of you who are not amplifiers, those of you who are, you do have a toll-free line, and you are welcome to use it. We will take amplifier calls tonight. There's also no FCC. It's an internet-only show, so uh, there are no rules on language or any of that other nonsense that we normally have to deal with in order to get our broadcast on radio stations because the network... From time to time, they like to take certain holidays off. Sometimes I, I, I always try to bribe them yeah. uh, to give you know one of the board operators a few bucks to come in and sure. and come in on a holiday. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Eh, when it doesn't work, we do an internet show. So here we are uh, taking your calls about what you want. We had uh, continued to, or we're going to continue a discussion about the Libertarian Party's national convention over the weekend here in moments. Also want to invite you to freetalklive.com. Live streams are there, broadband version and dial-up versions of the show. Both of them are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. He's the enemy of the state. He is the agent of the sovereign individual. He's Tad Galahad, Freedom Engineer. The Anarcho-Capitalist Adventure Series continues at freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. I don't know if we've even introduced ourselves. Um, My name's Ian. I'm Guard. And I'm Mark. All right, so uh, we go back to Jarvis in Pennsylvania. He had a few more points he wanted to get out there. Go ahead, Jarvis. Uh, Yes, I was mentioning that uh, you... Uh, rescinded your uh, life membership in the LP, and I, I had a similar kind of inkling that I wanted to do the same, but I was willing to hold out. Um, if Mary Ruart got the nomination, I said I was going to keep supporting them. I give them ten dollars a month, just like I get Free Talk Live. I think you both had been until recently good, you know, beacons of liberty. Um, then I saw a uh, interview that Reason uh, Reason TV did with a, a, only three of the candidates. It was Wayne Allen Root, Bob Barr, and Mike Gravel. Good. And I said, well, Mike Gravel is bad, but he's not terrible. If either Bob Barr or Wayne Allen Root gets the presidency, I'm going to cancel my membership. Not only going to mm. stop giving them the 10 bucks, but I'm going to just completely cancel. Wow. And that's what happened. So I'm done. I'm so, done with the Libertarian Party. I'm not going to give them any money ever again unless they you know, completely change. So are you calling <laughs> them tomorrow uh, during business hours to cancel? Yeah, I tried calling them today, but they're closed. Right. <laughs> Yep. Well, you know, Jarvis, I just want to check with you. Congratulations, by the way, on your decision. Jarvis, I wanted to check with you because uh, we've been talking on the air and off the air and uh, uh, give you an opportunity to, to weigh in here because uh, this is this, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. Uh, first, as, as Mark was saying, uh, you know, the people there made these decisions. These delegates made the decisions. So uh, the composition of the delegates leaning towards Bob Barr, what was their calculation? Did they think that, well, you know, Barr... 
Uh, he he made some mistakes in the past, the Defense of Marriage Act, uh, things about the Patriot Act, but you know he's openly spoken out against those things. But what about the drug war? As Mary Ruart brought up, uh, he still is not in favor of legalization of hard drugs. He would have to continue the drug war. That shows that he doesn't respect the Constitution or or state sovereignty. I if heard he doesn't with... even want to get out of Iraq. Uh, yeah, well. He does claim that he wants to do that, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't even mention drugs on his website. So yeah, now, uh, but here's problem. here's a <clears throat> excuse me. Here's what I'm wondering, which is, uh, we know that in the long run, we're opposed. We we agree on X what percentage, and this is the sort of thought process that goes through with the, a lot of the the Republicans as they sort of saw things dwindle and get worse and worse and worse. Uh, you know, we know we agree on X what percentage. Is this an opportunity, given the Ron Paul revolution, to continue to attract more people to the party? But what kinds of people would you then be attracting? Would you be sending the wrong mixed signals? I don't know. I, I it, it bothers yes, me. It's yeah. You I would. think yeah, and I think yeah. maybe this Mark... guy's not even close to the uh, the principles of Ron Paul. Not even close. That's right. That's right. And 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 what? But you're, what gets me? Oh, sorry, Jarvis. I mean, you asked me why I th- what I think their reasoning was. I think here's what it is. Uh, the Libertarian Party has mostly concentrated on recruiting libertarian-leaning Republicans, not libertarian-leaning Democrats. Mm-hmm. If you look at Bob Barr versus Mike Gravel, I think they're kind of sort of almost equally libertarian. Mike Gravel is probably a little bit more libertarian, but Mike Gravel is the Democrat side, and Bob Barr is the Republican side. Mike Gravel is out early. The, the, the delegates are all Republican libertarians. Right, or libertarian-leaning Republicans, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, yeah. right, rhinos, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're not, they haven't been recruiting from the Democrat side, so you get this totally off-balance vote. It's all the Republican kind of candidates that won, except for Mary Ruart, who obviously appeals to the real libertarians, and she was in the final two and lost. Well, um, so I think that's what it is. The yeah. party is Republican light. I, I would agree with you to a certain extent, although I do think having uh, listened to Bob Barr and listened to Mike Gravel, I like Mike Gravel personally. I think he's a nice guy. But as far as most of the strictures of the Constitution go, uh, I think Barr uh, probably in the, on the fine minutia of it is a little more strict constructionist than Gravel. But maybe on some of the bigger issues like the drug war, they disagree. It's very difficult because there are so many different types of issues that the federal government has encroached into that to find somebody like Mary Ruart is, is very hard. I think you're right. They've been recruiting more from the conservative Republican ranks. And i got to tell you, I know people who have been working to promote Bob Barr, and they are very, very tied in with conservative Republican ranks. Um, so it, it's difficult. What bothers me the most is this guy Wayne Allen Root. I, I, I can't. Uh, I can't. Well, you know that's the thing. You know when you when you come with these calculations, you say I don't know what the future of the party is going to be. I don't know how many people are going to leave because they're upset over what has happened. But I'll tell you one thing. I can focus my anger and really focus it on this one guy, Wayne Allen Root. Because that guy, as I spoke to somebody who uh, shall remain nameless, but you've heard him on this show. He's been a guest before. He's a really good guy. He said that guy is a snake oil salesman. And anybody who's been around him, I'm not going to say too much personally, but I just have to tell you, when you're around him after a while, you just say to yourself, you know what, I, I just can't keep hanging around this guy. He's really annoying me. Jarvis, dirty. Yeah, Jarvis final thoughts. Mark, Go ahead. Uh, What's that, Jarvis? I agree with Mark about Wayne Allen Root. You have to blame the delegates. You, know, you can't blame Wayne Allen Root for throwing his support one way or another. Yeah. He obviously doesn't agree with Mary Ruhr. He would never have done that. Right? That's that true. totally predictable yeah. that he would support Bob Barr. Jarvis, yeah. thanks for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate the analysis, thanks, and uh, thank you, sir. There so is Ian. no toll-free line. You may dial in if you are an amplifier. That's pretty much going to be the only way you get through here tonight. Uh, yes, Gardner. 
Ian, do people stay in the party and try to keep pushing back, or do they leave? As as Mark was indicating, do you just do you leave and say, you know what, it's not worth the effort? Well, if you're a masochist, you should stay in. Uh, if you like to be, you know, just waste your time, throw your money down a rat hole, you should stay in. Uh, if you love liberty and you lo- you're looking for another option, you need to look closely at the Free State Project because I real I don't really even understand what the point is at the uh, the national level anymore. I mean, lots of libertarians have argued for the longest time that uh, national level politics has always been a waste of time and effort for libertarians, and they should focus on more local things. And I think that this you know this goes to show that the 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 larger the organization is at the at the national level, the more likely it's to uh, it is to be taken over, to be hijacked by these unprincipled people and then it just goes off in this direction of not having anything to do with what the original founding concept of the libertarian party was it was originally supposed to be an educational organization and you could tell the difference between the the two top candidates there was such a clear difference i mean not just in their principles in their you know their viewpoint mary ruart versus bob barr mary ruart would not tell you she was going to win the election she would not tell you she had any sort of delusion that she could even possibly win the election if mary ruart was to be the presidential candidate she would go in knowing that it's her number one responsibility to be accurate in describing what liberty is in helping under people understand that and communicating it to whomever she gets to touch during her presidential campaign whether it be on the campaign trail or on television or on radio or whatever she understood that bob barr i I saw some comment from him after his uh, nomination he says he's in this to win it and it shows you the difference between a communicator and an educator versus a politician this guy first of all there's no way in hell bob barr is going to win it but the the whole idea that he believes that he can or is at least claiming that he can really just goes to show that the libertarian party has absolutely sold out all of its principles for a few extra votes that they perceive they're going to get by running a candidate like bob barr it is it is just so sad watching all this happen and to go back to what you had accused me of earlier mark to suggest that this was all people like my fault for backing out and backing away from the party. Well, first of all, I hadn't been involved in the Libertarian Party in a couple of years. Oh, you don't in... think you saying it has anything to do with I other had people Mary backing Ruart out? on the show and I promoted and endorsed her. So it's not like I didn't do anything at all. In fact, who knows? Maybe she got a couple extra votes because she was on Free Talk Live. I don't know about that. Nor do I care anyway because it's at a federal level. I'm all for secession. I could give a flip what happens at this point. You know what? You guys, if you want to take your little party back, good luck. You're going to be spending years and years and years trying to wrest it back from the control of the neoconservatives. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Internet edition of the program. And it's Ian here with you. And Gar. And Mark. 800. Ooh, wait a minute. Can't do that. Can't give out that number. If you call that number, no one will answer. The old call-in line won't work tonight because our network is offline. They, uh... They are on break, taking a day off, and, well, good for them. Doing We're, a little remembrance for all the people who died for the government. You mean they didn't fight, fight for our freedoms? <laughs> I thought they died for our freedoms. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk about that if you want to, the whole Memorial Day thing, and whether or not those soldiers that are dead actually died for anyone's freedoms. That's always a good question to, to answer here. No, no, looking at the chat room, GCN's not offline. They, uh, they're still feeding to the satellite. 
for the radio stations, but radio stations tonight will be getting a refed show, so they'll be getting a show from you know a month best ago of. or something like that. Uh, so here we are taking your calls. If you're an amplifier, you may call on the uh, amplifier toll-free call-in lines, and we'll take your calls about anything, probably completely unscreened. In the meantime, we can sit. Uh, I guess we continue talking briefly about the uh, liber- the fall of the Libertarian Party, and it isn't worth saving, Mark. I mean, I understand you, you have to understand. I mean, you weren't even involved in the party, so nope. think about how I feel about this. I mean, I I don't feel bad, like I don't feel sad about what happened to the LP because it just feels natural. Like because it's just been such a long time coming. I've it wasn't like it was just an overnight thing that they got hijacked at one convention and then everything went down the tubes. It's just been steadily going down the tubes for the last well, decade. It was after Harry Brown died it really started to go bad, and it was after the Harry Brown campaign that it started to slowly get worse and worse. And I think there have been some uh, some milestones, if you will, some negative milestones that we pointed out on the air here. Uh, Gardner, I don't know if you saw this, but it was a few years ago that the Libertarian Party came out with their Iraq War exit strategy. Do you remember this? No, no. They came out with this. They made a big deal about it. Ooh, Libertarian Party, the first party with an exit strategy. And they put out press releases as though this was a big deal. And I thought, well, great, good for them. Exit strategy, okay, let's see what it says. Yeah. And I looked at it. And it was this big, long thing. I don't remember how many pages, but a libertarian exit strategy should be no more than a paragraph. Leave as soon as possible. Get on the next thing smoking or whatever. But no, this involved pulling the troops slowly out of Iraq and moving them into other surrounding countries and moving them over here and moving over there. Didn't have anything to do with bringing the troops home to America, which of course would have been the true libertarian position. They were talking about foreign aid, giving foreign aid to some countries, and again, shuffling troops around. And I saw that, and, and it was... I was just astounded yeah. that something like that could come out of the Libertarian Party. Well, you know, I, I was interested to get your, your both of your perspectives, you guys, because, um, you know, when you mentioned that the LP is really supposed to be an educational organization to As bring people it. to liberty. Yeah, and, and Mark, you seem to have the I, same impression. I, I, I do completely concur. I can't um, concur. I, yeah. I, I don't – I'm not saying I'm excited or happy about Bob Barr getting um, – of the nomination here. What I'm saying is, is I'm interested in seeing what's well, going to yeah, happen. Yeah, so am I. Well, and maybe, maybe what we're talking about is the stresses of the uh, almost a dichotomy within the very name of it and the the goals as people have seen it, which is to bring more people to liberty. If it is a if it is a political party, that that probably necessitates, unfortunately, or or leads to. I won't say necessitates, leads to the dilution of the ideas to try to attract more people. Yeah. Sure. If it is an intellectual uh, agenda, uh, you so, know, an entity with an intellectual agenda, then it should stay pure. It was doomed to fail from the start because yeah. of that. And I, I don't. I, I saw a quote today from somebody. I don't even remember who it was, but it was getting at that idea. The yeah. idea that a political party can never really stay in the way it originally was formed, or it can never really be truly principled. Because it will inevitably be taken over by those forces who are in search of power and who are interested in wielding that power over the political party, mm-hmm. and and it becomes a it becomes yet another instrument for uh, po- for political battles and infighting, and it's the it's the number one reason why I left the. the I think to some extent party. it's good news for the Libertarian Party that uh, that that people would want to infiltrate it and want to take it over. Um, 
you know, but, I mean, so that, what? That, that Bob doesn't Barr mean anything. Wants to be the nominee, but for that's the Libertarian meaningless. Well, I think, it's currently, I think, but I think it's good news. Well, you know, they had the C-SPAN cameras running. For, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. You oh, mean yeah. good news only because they'll get a few more members? Is that what you mean by good news? No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, is they're being reasonably successful. They're 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 pushing forward. They're attracting enough people that they're showing up on the radar. Did but Bob, it's not good did news. Did Bob Barr run out and try to be the constitutional par- constitution no. party's nominee? But it, he'd but have he been could a have. lot more. He'd have been a lot well, better con- uh, nominee for let's them. Think about the reason that happened. The reason it happened is because of Ron Paul. Everybody recognized that he was a libertarian. Good had news, true, libertarian for the Libertarian the Party. But Ron, Ron Paul, Paul is good news. Ron Paul right. represents the kind of guy, other than you know joining the Republican Party, Ron Paul represents the kind of guy who upholds much more, or did uphold much more, in as a congressman, of the libertarian principles in action in a political party than, than, uh, than Bob Barr. The only point that I would like to make is... is uh, it, it, the C-SPAN cameras were running throughout the day, even when there wasn't any voting going on. And they would have Mary Ruart. Um, they, they, she was chatting with people, trying to recruit people for votes and things like that. Bob Barr looked very confident. He was just sort of standing there with his guys. He had a very strong organization, which had mostly come from people who had infiltrated the Reform Party mm-hmm. and some of the some of the more paleoconservative people. Now, the thing that was interesting was some of the points Mary Ruart was making on camera with some people as the camera sort of floated around watching people chat. She said, we're going to be sending some very mixed signals to people from the Libertarian Party. And this is, I think, what the trouble is. You're, you might be attracting more people to come in, but those people, when they come in, will see a guy who doesn't want to end the drug war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was a point she made. Uh, she said, look, we've got to be consistent about our principles, and that... I think many people are troubled by that. I think you're right. I would agree with you on that. You know, you're not going to get any argument from me on that point. All I'm saying is, is that you know, the Libertarian Party is an educational organization. As far as I know, it's not. It's a political organization. I'm as far as I'm concerned, that's what it should be there for. And and education. It should. It should have stayed uh, principled. It did not, right? Because it's a political party. I have been as guilty as anybody in saying the Libertarian Party is a bunch of losers. They don't win anything. That makes the the party want to win. So when you want to win, see. what you get is Bob Barr, yeah. right? So therefore, it's it's only good news. What you said, Mark, it's only good news if what your goal is is to increase vote counts. Of course, you're going to lose votes at the same time from people like me. No, I'm that's not, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the Libertarian Party has been reasonably successful in recruiting people. But what good? I don't. It's okay, an indication. I see what the you're fact saying. That Bob Barr was but uh, it's the not nominee good news. is an indication of that. I understand that, Mark, but it's not good news for those of us who cared about the Libertarian Party. It's not good news because the party doesn't mean anything me, anymore. Let me ask you they question. might as well change the name to the Smaller Government Party. Ian, what do you think will happen? I, I, I'm just sort of focusing on this in my mind. What do you think will happen, as I mentioned off the air just a little bit? Let's say Bob Barr is on ABC's This Week, or he's on 60 Minutes, or he's on something else. Because people see him now, the the neocons He's see the him as a threat. Yeah. He could take five percent and could cause John McCain to lose. Yes, he could. And that's a that's a real possibility. Of course, McCain probably would have lost anyway. But. Yeah, we'll see. So okay, so he's in an interview, and what if he says just amazing things about uh, about the so-called war on terror, about habeas corpus, when you say about amazing, the Patriot what do you Act, mean? amazingly, you know, anti-government pro-constitutional, small government or no government type ideas that he starts expressing. And he, and and they're very good, like Patriot Act, unconstitutional. Uh, Defense of Marriage Act, he, he's come out and said, I, I sponsored it, but it was a mistake. This is why it was a mistake. If he, if he expresses some of these principles, some of these ideas, um, 
you know, I'm going to be reporting on this on my show, and I'm going to be sitting there going, okay, you know, look, I was a little frustrated that, that Bob Barr was the choice, but he is saying some really good things that need to be said. Um, if he were to attract people the way Ron Paul has, should we? do you think maybe I'm not giving people enough credit to be able to distinguish and say, oh, yeah, there are some points where Barr disagrees, say, on the drug war, but most libertarians believe the drug war should be stopped, that they would have the open eyes to see, oh, you know, it's a wider canvas. Maybe you're and, right. Maybe maybe we aren't giving people enough credit, but I, don't I do think know. You can, I, I don't think you can make any kind of wide-sweeping uh, statement like this. After I told you that that person that I met in the bar that claimed to be a fiscal uh, conservative and a social liberal, hmm. if that person doesn't even know the word libertarian and they have just described themselves in that manner, I don't think you can even make any kind of sweeping statement. Yeah, I, it's tough because when you're dealing with, uh, when you're dealing with a, a television or radio, Radio situation, or especially TV, you get 30 seconds or whatever, yeah. 15 seconds to make a point. And uh, if they're talking about the war on drugs and they, they, they hit Bob Barr with the drug issue, and I heard he was being interviewed by Hannity. I don't know when this was. Maybe it was recently. Uh, and he brought up the, uh, you know, her- what about heroin? What about that? And Bob Barr, of course, came back with, well, I don't think we should legalize those. And so if all you are is just sort of this consumer, not really somebody who's interested in the Libertarian Party, but just coming across that message, coming across a Bob Barr interview, and you hear him talking about how the war on drugs is a good idea, that's going to confuse you. It's going to make it so you're not really sure what Libertarians are all about, at least compared to what they really are about. More coming up in Hour 2. You can comment. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Now the rest of that was going to say that only amplifiers can call in tonight. No toll-free line for the rest of you. The amplifiers do have a toll-free line, and they know the number. Well, it is a, they've been given the number. Well, it's their responsibility to know the number. Yes. Okay, it is the live internet edition of the show. It's Memorial Day. The network's taking the day off, so we're here doing uh, programming just for you, exclusive to our internet listeners. This probably will never hit the radio wave, so no FCC. Internet listeners, I'd I'd like you to, to take into consideration. Right now, I want you to stop and think. Look, these guys came in to do a show just for us they're not getting you know they're not getting the compensation from uh, running ads on their uh, radio side they're they don't have to they could be at home with their families they could be out water skiing i don't know relaxing on a beach somewhere but Hunting they came down in. rodney allen root rodney not, allen rippy <laughs> not sure who those guys are but uh, they came in to do a show for us and i've been listening to this show for two years now and i haven't yet started amplifying I feel bad. <laughs> I feel I'm a bad person. Well, we can talk more about the AMP program later. Uh, for now, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com. As we launch here in hour number two of the program, AMP phone lines are wide open. It is the only way you get through on these Internet editions, by the way, uh, is the AMP-only to- uh, toll-free call-in lines. Uh, so last hour, we had an extended discussion about a very disappointing weekend for the Libertarian Party, at least for those of us that at one time gave a damn. Uh, I don't anymore, and it's sort of been, as I was saying before, it's was kind of this, this natural process. I was not surprised by what happened over the weekend. I was 
displeased. I had hoped that Mary Ruart would have taken the nomination, and it was relatively close. The first, uh, the first round of voting they had, Barr only was up by one vote. Now, by the end, after they'd eliminated several other candidates, I think he won by something like 50 votes. So, yeah, thanks to Rodney Allen Rippey. Or, Who is Rodney yeah, Allen Rippey? It's Wayne Allen Roots. <laughs> oh. Stinking, ugh, it's man. not Wayne Allen Roots' fault. Wayne Partially Allen Root is. is for you, an he, irritating individual. Yeah, he's the problem is the delegates that elected him. Sure. Just, well, the problem like is politics, course. and the problem is the Libertarian Party. Uh, it never was going to work out, and it has only been falling and falling and falling yeah. over the yeah. last decade, and it's uh, just losing its principle, losing its way. The first big indicator for me was when they removed from their platform the call to abolish the CIA and the FBI. That was the first clue to me that something was going wrong. I mean, I'd already seen, again, because I was pretty heavily involved in the Libertarian Party about, oh, I don't know, five years ago and I'd, I'd seen the the letters to the editor coming in of the Libertarian Party newsletter from these people that were advocating pro-government positions. And I was, first of all, shocked that the LP would bother printing these. I mean, certainly they get more letters than these they could print. But no, they print these anti-liberty letters in the LP news. And I thought, well, that's weird. Well, at least they're just you know, individual members and it's no big deal. But then the National Party started making these decisions uh, and, it, and it is the individual members that are, responsi- that are responsible. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking about the party as though it's an entity. It's certainly all of the members. They made the decision to pull from the platform the call to, re- to abolish mm-hmm. the federal, uh, unconstitutional federal agencies like the FBI and the CIA. I wrote a letter to the editor, to the LP, and I said, that's it. I'm a life member, but you're not getting another cent from me. Yeah, I'm going to keep helping the party because I was still, you know, I still thought at that time that, well, this is the best chance for liberty. I mean, there's nothing else out there that's doing this kind of work, so I'm going to help the LP. I'll still go and I'll volunteer at a booth or something like that, but I'm not going to put my money up anymore. And I wrote that, and they printed my letter. Well, I'm glad um, you brought that up, because that was another real black mark against the party. And then came the Iraq mistake. war thing. Yeah, This yeah. awful anti-liberty plan to so-called withdraw from Iraq, but then put troops in other countries and give foreign aid to other countries. Totally unprincipled. And that yeah. was like, wow, okay, this is awful. And then this year, uh, Dr. Mary Ruart was attacked by the Libertarian Party in a press release. It, they didn't name her by name, but it was because of Mary Ruart's position on child pornography that uh, they went after her and they said, we demand that the federal government work hand-in-hand with state agencies to crack down on the scourge of child porn. And if it was really the Libertarian Party and they were really principled, they would have said, well, child porn's you know, despicable and disgusting, but it's not a federal issue, so there should be no federal involvement whatsoever. But you know, they went out and they put this press release out there to, uh, to, to hurt Mary Ruart, and that was the last straw for it's me. Almost... I, I revoked my membership, and now they've uh, rejected Mary Ruart in favor of some... You know, uh, wannabe libertarian, this watered-down Bob Barr, and it's just, it's over, man. You know, it's almost as if they've been trying to polish up a stone to sell it, and they polished it so much there's no stone left. You know, yeah, it's just it, it, and it's something that really annoys me. And the reason I, you know, like Mark and, and you guys have brought up the fact, look, the people who supported this guy, Rodney Allen Rippey, um, <laughs> you know, they're the ones to blame. But but there has been something going on in the party in addition to the people who were there, and, you you know, it was the delegates, they made their choice, but if there weren't certain actors at the top inside the party apparatus 
certain people moving around, making certain decisions to get in there. And I'm not saying it was all malicious. They're doing it for what they think are, are noble goals, sure. to try to make the party a more viable party, to be able to battle the Republicans and Democrats out there. Uh, but what it really bothers me when people undercut their integrity when they join a party that has certain principles and then they try to change them. You know, it's sort of like talking. Right. I, I just it, it bothers me, and that's why Rodney Allen Rippey, if he comes to New Hampshire, <laughs> you know, this is this is not any sort of threat, him. but he is not going to be very welcome by I think pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the people that I know in the libertarian uh, movement around here. Let me give you a little bit of information on uh, Bob Barr. This, according to BadBar2008.com, uh, they actually compiled some of his positions that he had made clear since throwing his hat in for the nomination. Because it'd be easy to go back to the 90s and pick quotes from Bob Barr and say, well, look, he's a bad guy because of this. I understand people can change. And, you know, when I first heard about Bob Barr joining the Libertarian Party, I was, you know, I thought, well, probably not a good thing, but maybe he's changed. And so Bad Bar 2008 did go and take a look at his positions that were espoused recently. And here's a, a quick summary. Bob Barr espouses an interventionist foreign policy, arguing for intervention in Iran and South America, among other places. He praises George Bush because, in his words, the surge is working, and expressed regret when crazed neocon John Bolton stepped down as U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Bob Barr voted for the Patriot Act and favored the reauthorization of that act. Bob Barr favors a national sales tax. Barr opposes legalization of hard drugs and is famous as a drug warrior. Barr has an unclear position on private property, as he believes that businesses should be coerced into allowing their employees and visitors to bring guns onto company property, company policy notwithstanding. Barr argues for stronger border protection and advocates for stringer control, stringent controls on people entering the country. Barr holds a, holds a strong view of intellectual property, far stronger than his, his view of real property. He regards Google as a major threat to intellectual property and wishes to use government force to restrain the company. Barr finds it entirely acceptable for a 17-year-old boy to spend 10 years in prison for having oral sex with his 15-year-old girlfriend and believes releasing him would be unconscionable even though the law he was convicted under was repealed. And that's wow. just a little bit about Bob Barr based well, on the positions he's taken since throwing his hat into the Libertarian Party. Since ring. throwing his hat in the ring. And that's, that's what I wanted to know. That's is, correct. Is, is, whether that's or not, um, you know, supposedly he came to Jesus here, and uh, I just wanted to know whether or not um, that was the case. So Yeah, so this guy is, is just bad news, and it's going Sounds to Sounds like result, a Republican to me. Yeah, it's going yeah. to result in confusion. It's going to result in people who happen to come across the Libertarian Party in, you know, some television interview. They're going to walk away from it saying, boy... Big fat hairy deal. Especially the people on the left wing side. Those they're stealing votes from the uh, Republican Party is what they're going to say. Yeah. yeah. You know what's what's the point in that? And and it, it, it's just it's done. It's over with. Look, you know one of the other things was that I forgot to mention about the Libertarian Party was when I noticed that they were going downhill was when the Free State Project came out and there was virtually no mention of it in the Libertarian Party news. Hmm. I thought to myself, wow, this is a brilliant concept. When I saw the idea of the the Free State Project moving twenty thousand Liberty lovers all to the same place, I thought this is what I've been waiting for. And I got involved, and here we are. You know, we've moved as part of the Free State Project, and I was shocked to read Libertarian Party newsletter after Libertarian Party newsletter 
where the only mention of the Free State Project was the advertisements they were purchasing. I mean, they were even buying ads from the Libertarian Party news, and they couldn't even get close to anything that resembled an endorsement out of the Libertarian Party. It was like, mum's the word, keep your mouth shut, we don't want to sound like we're uh, endorsing this idea, because it's the National Party, right? They're all about national politics. It's not about liberty in their lifetime, it's about winning politics. It's about winning elections. It It doesn't have anything to do with principle anymore. Sad stuff. Well, so, and they're not going to win elections either. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace, <laughs> Libertarian point. Party. We'll continue the fight for liberty here in New Hampshire where we're actually having success. That's not something they can say for themselves. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Internet edition of the show, and you can take control of the airwaves, but I'm not going to give you the number. Because you have to be an amplifier to call in tonight because it's internet only. We're not doing the radio thing here, which means there's no FCC. So there's no FCC. There's no rules on content. Uh, But there's also no toll-free line for most of you. The uh, amplifiers have access to a special toll-free number, and they're welcome to call in and comment on whatever they want, as always. So uh, still, I guess, in a mourning phase here over the... Death of the Libertarian Party. Oh, sure, the the party's still around, but the principle is long gone, and the uh, nomination of Bob Barr and Ricky, whoever, Alan, Ricky whatever. Nelson, Ricky yeah. Allen, Rippy, Rodney yeah. Allen, Rippy. I don't know what the guy's friggin' name is. The nomination of those cats is, uh, you know, it's it's done. It's over with. And look... Who cares, anyway, about national politics? To those of you out there, and I know we've got listeners out there listening that are, well, there's still a chance. We could take it back in two years. There's another convention, and we'll, you know, we'll take in it back. In two years? They have a conventions every two years. And what do they do in the, uh, the two-year convention? Uh, I don't know. They work on the platform and shit. They Buy you know, used cars. Uh, from we need to Allen take an and out of here and replace it with an <laughs> or, and run, then... Run people for the uh, House and the Senate, I guess? There's no nominating, I don't think, that goes on. I think oh. it's just, like... You know, the libertarians get together and they party. Exciting. Yeah. You know, they party and they uh, change. Libertarian party. Yeah. They, party and then, yeah. They, they, uh, then they change around some words in their platform. You know, that's what they do. Man, you ain't party until you've been a libertarian party. And, oh, yeah. So I, I heard I heard a libertarian party going on next door to uh, next door to me in the at the Liberty Forum. I believe you were there and present. But yes, I, it was in my room. I, I, somehow I, I doubt that, that that level of partying is going on at the, the libertarian convention. I just don't imagine it was. I don't know. I've, I've heard that libertarian uh, shindigs like that are, are pretty wild after hours. But okay. uh, I don't know. That's just what I've heard. What was that lawyer's name that was in there um, hanging out at the party? The, uh, the constitutional lawyer from Jeffrey. Uh, Dixon or something? Yeah, Dixon or Dickerson or something like that. Yeah. Hey, awesome. you know what? You know what's going to be cool. interesting is uh, to get people's opinions now that they're all flying back today, probably still on their planes, coming back to New Hampshire, various states, things like that, coming back to the live for your die state. Uh, find out what their thoughts were after Rodney Allen Rippey and uh, and uh, Bob Barr got the nomination. Well, I've seen I some of the talk p- about libertarian parties. You know, yeah, like just, yeah, just hanging real out. Parties, I right. want Jason Osborne to come and fill another bathtub full of beer and ice Jason like he did rocks. at the... Uh, at the There's uh, going to be more beer than a bathtub's worth yeah, at the He's going to bring an RV full of uh, yeah. beer to this one. They're going to have to go and reload at some point during the week. So he's worried that it's all going to get you know taken the first day. So. I believe he's actually bringing in a, a, a pig sty so they can slaughter the pigs right there and have the for the barbecue. It's authentic. Awesome. I mean, really, the, uh, the fun tent at Porkfest coming up here. So... So, uh, so yeah, it's, you know, it's over, it's done with. Yes, the Libertarian Party will live on, but it won't live on and actually mean anything. It, uh, it, it won't have any principles attached to it anymore, and that's fine. Good riddance, rest in peace. You know, your, the, the National Libertarian Movement 
it's dead. But the movement of liberty activists here in New Hampshire is just getting started. And there is no political organization that controls... Nothing to be infiltrated. The, right. There's nothing that the... Uh, They're the, running as mostly Democrats and Republicans. That's true. Uh, here in New Hampshire, the activists that have moved here as part of the Free State Project, and you can learn more about it at freestateproject.org, they've moved in here and they can do what they want. There's not... I mean, yeah, there's a Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, but they're still, like pretty irrelevant from what i can tell i don't really ever see them see or hear about them doing anything um so you know that's good so if you want to go and do more libertarian party stuff you could do that here they're here um or if you want to go and do political stuff that doesn't necessarily have to do with being in a political party you can join the libertarian or excuse me not libertarian but join the new hampshire uh, liberty alliance Alliance. mark you're a member of that as a matter of fact they're amazing yeah such (laughs) energy Busy, busy. Yeah, and New Hampshire's a great bat. But, you know, just one more thing that, that pisses me off yeah. about this national thing. This was a year when the Libertarian Party has gotten more attention than it has probably in decades since its formation, perhaps. Because of Ron Paul Ron mentioning Paul, the word libertarian. This was an opportunity for people to recognize and say, look, we're getting people focused on us. They're watching the Libertarian Party a little bit more. More people are becoming interested. All these people never heard of us before. Ron Paul's out there. What are we going to do? Are we going to stand up and, for principle and show all these people what we really believe in? Mm-hmm. A consistent message on freedom. Or are we going to go a political route and water things down and go with Rodney Allen Rippey and all these other people? And, and that's not to say that Bob Barr isn't going to make some great arguments. That's the thing that I'm, I, you know, I, I say this with a little hesitation because in the, in the field of the national political battle, he'll probably say a lot of really good things – that a lot of people who are disenfranchised from the Republicans and, and the Democrats... His name Democrats, is going to get him some coverage, too. It will. It but he will. won't be talking about liberty. He, he, yeah, this was a great opportunity. He won't be talking about a consistent message. I don't know. It's just very disappointing. That's why I think your point, you guys, and you made this point off the air early to me, and you're making the point now, concentrate on the small. Concentrate on where you can get things done. New Hampshire, the free state, live free or die, people are here and it, you can make a difference here, and you're not going to be watered down here. Yep, and there are so many more options that are beyond the typical political uh, means. There are market-based activism, uh, that there is market-based a- activism going on here. David Ridley from RidleyReport.com oh, awesome. yesterday was in Manchester doing totally uh, outside the system or market-based activism where he was, uh, he's got a plan. He's violating laws in public and he's announcing it to the police announcing it to the bureaucracies he's telling them i'm going to be here at this time i'm going to violate these laws yesterday he violated the law that says you can't put anything besides milk into milk containers Mm -hmm. he violated the law that says you can't do a puppet show for a profit he violated also the law that says that you can't hire someone for less than the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the minimum wage one's a pretty big deal, yeah, yeah. and they didn't do anything to him. I've the cops ignored him. Yeah, I got his letter right here, and it was sent to the Manchester City Hall and Manchester Police. He said, Dear folks at Manchester City Hall and MPD, on Sunday, May 25th, 08, I and perhaps others will commit three illegal acts in downtown Manchester, just as you said. Mm -hmm. He said, we're protesting New Hampshire politicians' perverse enthusiasm for passing and preserving unneeded laws. That's because they had the opportunity to to take a whole bunch of them off the books, and they didn't. Exactly, exactly, Ian. And he said, and we're checking to see how much stomach you have for using force to impose such laws. Mm. Dave, way to go. (laughs) If you really are just bureaucrats and officers of law, you should send officers to seize me and 
and prevent us from aiding, however slightly, the people of the street. Because they're going to be doing some things for, uh, they're going to be hiring uh, homeless people for less than uh, minimum wage. To do what? Uh, just to, I don't like know what Collect exactly. money they from collect people, things. I think. Yeah. Um, to stand next to him with a, with a collection cup. That's what it was. And he says, uh, you should stop me from entertaining, however briefly, the small crowd gathered. For as best as I can read them, the statutes clearly forbid all these acts. But if you are public servants and peace officers, you will confine your attention to the day's fraud and violence cases, knowing it is your moral duty to punish only aggressors and thieves. And, he, you know, he's, it was great. So he's... He's telling him, come get me. It's the third time, too. The first yeah. time he only did the puppet show thing. Then he added something to that. Now the third time he's doing three laws. And he said that he's going to continue adding one new law that he's going to break every single time he does this. And he's going to keep doing it until he earns $1,000 in illicit profits from doing his puppet shows. So I have to say that Dave Ridley... And the activism that Dave Ridley has done, specifically this civil disobedience activism, is more, it's just, it's braver, it's more uh, radical, it's more exciting than anything the Libertarian Party's ever done in their entire history. They've just been running candidates. Boring. Eight, oh, no 800 number. Sorry, can't give you that. Uh, only amplifiers can call tonight. It's the live internet edition of the show. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is live internet edition of the program it's the memorial day edition as well not that we're memorializing anything well maybe the libertarian party <laughs> maybe that might count remember it for its good days remember it for the good things that uh, they had done in the past uh, running great candidates like harry brown uh, running Harry Brown twice, uh, Ron Paul in 1988, uh, some other really great candidates. And Badnarik was good. Yeah, Badnarik yeah. was good too, uh, and the last of uh, the great, the good candidates. And he, Badnarik wasn't the communicator that Harry Brown was, but you know what can you you know what can you expect? It's a minor party, and you can only you take what you can get. And so now they've gotten a whole bunch of infiltration, and they've gotten watered down. They don't have any principles anymore. I have uh, revoked publicly my membership. It's my understanding that some other people were waiting to see what happened at the Libertarian Party's National Convention. And as a result of them nominating Bob Barr, uh, that they have now revoked their membership. So I hope the Libertarian Party takes it in the pocketbook a little bit here. Not that I expect them to turn around or change or do anything like that. I don't expect any anything good out of those guys anymore and i don't really care what they do because the excitement the activism the opportunities the chance at liberty in our lifetime is here in new hampshire as part of the free state project and if you don't believe me then come up here in another couple weeks and join us for the porcupine freedom festival it's better known as pork fest it's happening june 9th through the 15th and at pork fest you'll be able to see firsthand why ron paul loves new hampshire and its activists meet hundreds of individuals who like you cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime discover new freedoms new communities and new beginnings register today at porkfest.com that's 
That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Now, while the Libertarian Party has barely even bothered to mention the Free State Project, certainly they've never endorsed it. Ron Paul has endorsed it, and Dr. Mary Ruart has endorsed the, awesome. the Free State Project. So, Libertarians worth their salt when the idea of moving Libertarians and Liberty Lovers together is put in front of them and asked, what do you think of this? Of course they say yes. This that's a great idea, but it's been marginalized and ignored by the Libertarian Party. You'd think they would have thrown some weight behind it, but they haven't even bothered. So yet yet more evidence of their irrelevancy uh, to those of us who believe in liberty. And what better way to uh, you know if you're a sort of a small government libertarian to do honor to the to the founding fathers uh, if you believe that the founding fathers were as incredibly honorable as they've been depicted. Uh, to to do something to try to uphold federalism, get out of the federal the federal government system, and get into getting to one state, trying to separate that state from the rest. You know, I was talking about Abraham Lincoln on this pre-recorded thing I was doing for my show on Friday, and mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of the work that Tom DiLorenzo uh, put into the real Lincoln, and then uh, his follow-up Lincoln Unmasked. And it was interesting because on C-SPAN coverage right after the Libertarian Party convention. They had an interview with Tom DiLorenzo, Q&A, and it was a perfect setup. Obviously, they knew what they were doing over at C-SPAN. And, um, and it was fascinating to, to think about how prior to the Civil War, there were lots of secessionist movements in the Northeast, especially in New England, by abolitionists. Nobody ever questioned it. It was perfectly the purview of the states to be able to do it. Hmm. And to be able to get enough people here to, A, affect things here in New Hampshire. That's already happened. Yes, and exactly. And B, be an example of people, to get more people up to escape this and talk about leaving the union would just be an amazing thing. That's what needs to happen in the United States because you're never going to change this. You're never going to change the federal government. Why bother? Why bother spending all that time and that money and that effort? And that's why, if anything, I mean, I don't feel bad about what happened to the uh, the Libertarian Party. As I said, it's, it's inevitable with a political organization that it will be taken over by people with goals other than what it was originally founded by. So I feel like it was natural, but I feel bad. I feel I do feel bad and I do feel sympathy for those poor bastards who are going to spend time and effort and money trying to resurrect the Libertarian Party, trying to bring it back around, trying to you know, you wait two years, then try to gather a bunch of people together and go to the convention and sit around and bicker over the party platform and you know, try to really put the hammer down and oust some of the unprincipled people from the party. They've been trying to hold the line on the Libertarian Party for, for years. Now the line has been pushed way over to the side yeah. of anti-freedom. Why keep spending all that time and effort? Well, Why? And, and to, to those people, I would, uh, I, I would bring forth the example of the Republican Party. Isn't the Republican Party supposed to be the party of small government? I mean, how far have they moved along? How, how much uh, success have the people that believe in – Rush Limbaugh believes in small government, for God's sake. At least a fis- He's at so least a says. fiscal conservative. And look what they, who they've yeah. got as their nominee – you're not going to save it. That's right. a great point. So, and also, some have suggested, well, we need to start another party. Why? Why bother? It's exactly what you're saying, Gardner. Why even bother with the federal government? Why bother running candidates? Why bother trying to change anything at the federal level? It's just a tremendous, just vortex of time wastingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it's very really interesting. It it's it's fascinating you should bring that up because at times, I mean, you know, what we do, we we go through stories, we look at these things, we see this every day. You know, it's not hard to find stories every day where somebody's liberty is being attenuated. Sure, it is 
difficult to have to handle those stories mentally because it's so frustrating and disappointing and disillusioning. Uh, but you know, it's interesting, Mark and Ian too. One of the things I was thinking about is there are systemic disadvantages to trying to affect things on the federal level, and systemic advantages to trying to affect things on the New Hampshire state level, written into the various documents under which the government is supposed to operate. Right. When you think about, and, and I'm glad you pointed out that it's specifically New Hampshire, because this state is smaller, and therefore it's a yeah. lot easier to affect these things. Imagine trying to do this stuff in Florida. You get oh, more yeah. for your money here. Geographically, I mean, population, at the very least, yeah. you wouldn't have had the complaint that people seem to have as far as uh, all the weather, but God. Well, here's I mean, here's a quick example. You know, you've got the Interstate Commerce Clause, which since the early 1900s on the federal level has been misinterpreted to say that the federal government can regulate anything that goes over state borders. So hence you get minimum wage laws, OSHA, labeling, everything, all this FDA, all this other crap, right? And nobody questions it now because once they establish this, it seems this to be purpur- the purview of the federal government. Everybody I mean, thinks that's what it is, and no they're one wrong, would even question that. Yeah. Now on the New Hampshire level, the New Hampshire Constitution is a little bit more more clear. Well, they're not. It, it doesn't matter. They're not. They're well, still this, not following it. This is the thing. the The New Hampshire level, it, it's it says that the state may may regulate monopolies and companies that are collusively pricing. Now. It's possible, I think, on a small state like this, I don't know, maybe the same system would work, unfortunately, to be able to break out of this this mercantilist jive that the federal government has gotten into, where they either uh, extort businesses because they threaten to regulate them, or they give businesses favors by putting tariffs on foreign products and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, here in New Hampshire, if if we could expose what that clause actually means, which is that all other businesses, unless you're a monopoly or a company collusively pricing, you can't touch. Uh, maybe we could educate people about that. I don't know. It, 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 there's a whole me- bunch of stuff mixed in there, but it is a smaller area. Right. You can talk to more people. You can affect people in, in a greater way. And uh, a buy on, on media here in New Hampshire, much less expensive, but you're covering most of that geopolitical zone, whereas in the United States – you're going to have to spend how much just to try to get something across national media? The National Libertarian Party spends, as I understand it, hundreds of thousands of dollars every four years just to try to get their candidates on all 50 ballots. I mean, just that money alone could do a lot of things in a more locally focused manner. But here, it just you know, it gets, it's essentially blown. I mean, yeah. no, none of these candidates ever win. And very, they get very little attention. I doubt they would be getting much more attention after having spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on ballot access than they would otherwise, because they're pretty much ignored and marginalized by the mainstream media. It's just, it's just all such a lot of just a waste of time. I really, I, I'm sad that I spent so much time wasting, uh, wasting my time on it when I was younger, you know, like a decade ago. But it was a learning experience for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that I did spend that time and I, I did learn about how things work on the inside of political parties, and that is it's awful and there's infighting and it's inefficient. And so you know, my I, experience was very helpful in bringing me to where I am today. But I'm hoping that by talking about these things, we can help some other people just bypass that whole process entirely and come to New Hampshire, join the Free State Project. There's so much to do here that doesn't even involve political parties. It's exciting, it's interesting, it's, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And the people here are great, too. Well, uh, now, um, I guess this sort of begs the question. So you're not going to vote for Bob Barr at all? You wouldn't go? No. Nope. Won't, won't even go to the polls to vote for him? Nope. Not going to bother with that. Are you? 
I might. You'll have time to think about it. Yeah, I might. All right. You, you know, dial at this in. point, it, uh, of the of the other three people, as far as a choice, I think he's a superior choice to the other. Yeah. Three. I don't think I'm going to bother. More coming up here. Max on the line in Georgia. What about you? What are you going to do? Tell us. It's Free Talk Live. Internet edition. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live internet edition of the program. We're in here doing a show. You can participate if you're an amplifier. You can dial in on the toll-free amp line. If you're not an amplifier, you're shit out of luck. And I can say that because there's no FCC. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. All right. So you can also join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include... The wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. If you're uh, remodeling, building new, and you need faucets or pulls or knobs or whatever, you can go to internobs.com. If you know somebody who is, let them know the, the selection is exhaustive, the prices are wholesale, and the service is great. Internobs.com. I fully recommend them. Uh, Peter's been great with me. All right, so we continue yeah. with your phone calls. Mac's on the line in Georgia on the amp line. Hello, Mac. Mac, are you still there? Mac is gone. Mac going once, twice? All right, see you. Well, he'll probably call back, and you're certainly welcome to call in about anything. Let's move on, shall we? Unless you gents had something else to say on the uh, the death of the Libertarian Party. No, We'll no. move into... Just uh, Rodney Allen Rippy, man. Don't find I, me. I just want to say, you. hey, thanks for all the ad revenue you've ruined from the Libertarian Party running Bob Barr ads on the, my radio show. <laughs> Appreciate the Libertarian it. Party has never run a single ad on this radio show. I approached the Libertarian Party when we first got, when we first got the syndicated deal. I thought, hey, there's going to be a Libertarian radio show on multiple radio stations. Surely the Certainly. Libertarian Party would be interested in getting behind this at a very, very affordable rate. We've been giving the Free State Project a very, very affordable rate since right. day We've one. we've stuck with them. I was willing to give them a nice introductory rate and bring them on board to help get this show started. And no interest. No interest whatsoever. They could have, could have locked in a nice rate with us, but... They didn't have the vision, or they, they uh, maybe we were too principled for them, or whatever. I don't know what the reason is. I don't care, because we're doing fine without them. So. Well, you know, that now, this is, as far as I can recall, let's see, but this is as big as we've been. It, it, if they were going to run ads, now would be the time. Yeah. yeah, maybe they still will, Mark. I mean, we'll we'll try not to trash the guy they, if he's going to ad- advertise with us. We'll just ignore his campaign like we did with George Phillies. God, what are you uh. doing? <laughs> <laughs> We did ignore his campaign. We had him on the show several times. No, we didn't. We had him on twice. And it was only at the Liberty Forums and only because he was there in person. Well, that's that's the best way to have a guest on. I understand. But I only had him, like, for 90 seconds because the guy is awful at communicating. I can't, you know, I, who wants to listen to this dude? It's a little too his, his, I mean, his advertisements, people were laughing about them. Uh I mean, we'll take your money, dude, and we'll take Bob Barr's money, too, if he wants to advertise with us. I mean, it is a way to reach out to libertarians. and Don't recognize their, the usefulness of you guys. If they recognize it, they'll come to you. If they don't, well, it's their their own loss. You know, it's not the, necessarily the greatest communicator out there that's going to, you know, uh, the, that's going to be the best president. And I assume if, if he's trying real hard, he's been the party a long time. 
It's worth something. Yeah, but Mark, we all know that none of these people are going to be the president. So therefore, being a good communicator is the number one factor, I believe, for a libertarian. I can all be I Harry Brown, you, you know? I'm, I'm very, very good friends with the people who are running his PR uh, on Barr's campaign. I mean, they are... They're, they're nice people. They're paleo-conservative people. They help me promote my book, Live Free or Die, by the way. Uh, and they're good people. And I'm going to see them probably uh, Wednesday at a Competitive Enterprise Institute dinner. Uh, they do stuff for CEI. Uh, they're generally in favor of free markets. They're, they're more along lines of me than they are of John McCain. So uh, if they get Bob Barr on the show, um, I'll have him on. And I'll what, talk what's to your him. answer to the question about the voting question? Are you, are you going to vote for this guy? <sighs> You know, if it depends, if he's still in favor of things like the drug war, that indicates to me he doesn't understand the Constitution. Um, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Think so. Well, I'll, take, I'll take a uh, uh, you know a stronger paleo conservative than John McCain at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. There's, there's just no options. Yeah. All right, we go to uh, ABC News. Interesting little story here about the mindset of many Americans. We've talked on this program before about the future and uh, an interesting vision for the future that many futurists have. I think Ray Kurzweil is most known for this. Oh, yeah. uh, and I don't know if you've ever been in one of these discussions, Gardner, so it'll be interesting to have you here. But the idea is that coming up here, because of technology and because of uh, Moore's Law, which I believe says that technology will roughly, like its capability, its capacity will roughly double every, it was originally 18 months, but they are now saying it's 12 months. Oh, especially when downloadable porn is involved. Well, <laughs> come on. Porn's a whole other issue, yeah. but uh, but on on the technology front, things get better. Fast. When are we going to have the virtual reality, Cindy Crawford? Uh, <laughs> the, you know, I'm getting us on track. I know, but yeah, ten years. It doesn't seem that far off at this point. Yeah. But so technology keeps getting better, and it keeps getting better faster. And so that is going to be applying in the in different areas beyond just gadgets. It's going to apply to our bodies. It's going to apply to uh, nanotechnology and biomechanics and the the melding of you know robots essentially in, not only robots into our lives but actually perhaps you know putting them into, into our, our bodies. bodies and actually having them fix things that are wrong with us or or kind of. Eliminate free, up. eliminate free radicals. Yeah, make our bodies even healthier than they've ever been and and possibly, you know, actually create biomechanical things inside us to augment our you abilities. Have, you could have mental connections to uh, virtual Internet things. I remember when I worked at the Outer Limits, they had a story that was a, sort of an Internet Wi-Fi thing where everybody in society had been connected to jacked this in. large jacked-in yeah. thing. And uh, there was one guy who physically was incapable of doing it. And then when the system went down, of course... He was the one who was able to save everybody. Sort of a Luddite approach to science fiction, <laughs> which was odd to me, but they uh, had an entertainment. But story. the ideas are cool. Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. ideas are cool, and they're coming. Okay, yeah. Nanotechnology is real, and it's coming. All of these things are down the road. But one of the things I'd said about it was, well... We really need to get rid of the government, uh, you know, this current authoritarian model of government that we have before we get to these points, because inevitably there are going to be people in the government that are going to say, whoa, I don't know if we can just let you regular folk take these technologies that might make it so you can live a thousand years. I don't think we can have that here. That's just un-American. It's, un- it's against Jesus, and we're not going to allow it to happen here. And that, that's sort of the, the, the idea that I get when I see these bureaucrats, you know, in Imposing all these rules on society, the FDA, of course, yeah. making us have to wait 20 years until we can get some sort of treatment. Of Imagine how long we're going to have to wait to actually get some of these augmented.
preventative treatments that the FDA is going to be very, very unlikely to actually let out there. Well, and and what's really behind with. it with a lot of the politicians and the bureaucrats is they're not thinking about whether it goes with Jesus or not. They're thinking about whether or not it conforms to giving them more power or breaking up their power base. And then they try to cater to the people who believe in Jesus. They pander. Say, yeah. yeah, they pander. And it's unbelievable. I, I just draw your attention. I don't want to pull you away from the subject. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I saw what had happened in the Senate and that it actually has gone through the House and the Senate. The full bill passed on no uh, genetic discrimination for private businesses, which is just unbelievable. A, again, patently unconstitutional. Uh, there's nothing that the federal government should be able to say about private companies and uh, yep. the individuals with whom yep. they want to do business. And B, in many cases, being able to discriminate, we all have to make discriminating choices in all of our lives. Do of we course. get up and put this pair of shoes on? Do we have this for breakfast? Do I travel this speed? Do I use this? Do I take a shower this long? You have to be able to discriminate, otherwise you're not a fully functioning human being. So companies like insurance companies, they can't discriminate uh, between people who have genetic predispositions towards breast cancer. means everybody gets charged more. Yeah, yeah. well, this is the thing. You know, Everybody's going to get charged more rather than the people who are the bigger threat, being right. a bigger, it's, it's bigger danger. You can't be discriminated against uh, for having a predisposition to breast cancer, but you can be uh, discriminated against for having a predisposition to lung cancer if you're a smoker. Mm-hmm. You know, so behavioral stuff they you they can discriminate against you on, and but well, stuff in they many can. cases, in many states, they won't even allow that now, because well, they crazy. say yeah, they say well, you know, we we can't allow that. You can't have uh, any sort of uh, actuarial uh, analysis or anything like that. So just an example. I'm sorry to pull you away from oh, your no, point, it's but no, it's, we got nothing but it's time. A great here. example of of where these these. These people don't want to allow science to give us more choices. The more choices we have, the more efficient our lives will become. And there are also people that you mentioned, the Luddites earlier, that are afraid of science. They are afraid of technology. And it's going to be those people to whom the politicians will pander in order to restrict this upcoming technology, this nanotechnology. And the, 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 the statistics back it up. According to Lee Dye from ABC News, if scientists could produce a tiny robot that could travel through your body and heal damaged tissue, eradicate disease-carrying microbes, and even wipe out a cancerous tumor, would you support their efforts? Well, I think all of us here and probably most of our listeners would. Believe I would. But maybe not, especially if you're an American. Skepticism of experimental science is rampant, and scholars across the land are struggling to understand why and what they can do to change the attitudes. Studies sponsored by the National Science Foundation have found... Quit selling out to the government every chance you get. Quit, uh, you know, lying to the public Good in order to get what you want. You know, the, the reason public the public doesn't, uh, you know, go for this stuff is they hear about global warming, which is a bunch of junk science. We'll continue this discussion here in moments. Uh, hour three is coming up. You can comment if you're an amplifier. Dial into the amplifier. Toll-free lines. Hour three coming up. It's an internet edition of Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live, internet-only edition of the show. As we launch here in hour number three, you, as always, can bring up anything, but you have to be an amplifier to get on the air tonight via the uh, toll-free amp-only call-in lines. The rest of you, well, too bad. 
You can call tomorrow when we're back on the radio like we normally are. But because it's an Internet-only show, there are no restrictions on content. You can say what you want, and you will not be punished for it. We will not hang up on people who utilize the four-letter words on tonight's program. And uh, the phones are, by the way, blowing up, so we're going to go right to these phone calls here. Uh, We'll continue talking, uh, actually, here in a moment about the story in regards to Americans and nanotechnology and how they feel about it. That's still to come, but let's get to these phone calls. Mac is back on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's hey, on your mind, Mac? Um, remember I was talking about the um the toy the toll poison the other day. The t- the toll what? Toad poison. The aphrodisiac. Oh yeah. Yeah. Poison, yeah, yeah. A guy thought he was going to take an aphrodisiac, and uh, what did he, he was he was supposed to uh, put it on his skin, but he he drank it or something. What did he do? Swallowed it. <laughs> yeah. What was he, he supposed like to do with it? it? What was he supposed to he do supposed, with it? He was supposed to put it on the skin and um, okay. you know, absorb through the skin. Okay, so, so I did remember person, correctly. And he swallowed it, yeah. and he died, and so what uh, What else? Yeah, in New York, the city of New York, they put an advisory out again. They but, put um, what? An, oh, an advisory about the uh, – oh, yeah, it was New York City because he got it from some sort of voodoo shop or whatever. And yeah. so the city of New York has uh, re- put out a press release or something. Yeah. But you know that the same night we was talking about the um, seatbelt laws and all kind of stuff because you know since Memorial Day weekend they had it you got the click it or ticket campaign out right you know you got to buckle up or we're going to give you a ticket well that's but, how um, it is in 49 of the 50 states but we don't have to deal with that here in New Hampshire yeah, we, we laugh when the they play though. those yeah it's funny but let me get to my question yeah um what do you think this is um think that Darwinism Natural selection should apply in these cases that we should repeal most of the public safety laws and just let people do what they want to do. And if they get killed, they get killed. (laughs) Well, you know, it's an interesting question. And I actually saw a video because when you talk about the roads, people, people, they don't believe certainly that the marketplace can handle it. But obviously the marketplace can handle anything and does it very, very well, does it always better than government does. And interestingly enough... When you actually look at the studies that have been done, it shows that the less road signage there is, the less safety devices there are on the road, fewer. The, the, the fewer devices there are on the road, the slower people go, the more careful they are with their driving habits. So it's like if you're going around a cliff and you can see that there's a little barrier on the side, you might take that corner at a little bit of a faster speed than you would otherwise, thereby increasing your chances that something could go wrong and you could go careening off the cliff. Whereas if you can't really see where the edge of the cliff is, you're going to be a little more careful about exactly how you uh, drive. So, So if you... Let the marketplace decide. There will be a balance that will be found. Certainly, I don't think the marketplace would just simply allow everyone to go wherever direction they wanted to go because it's private roads, and the private road owners would decide for themselves what rules they wanted to set. And competition between the private road owners would end up making it so the marketplace would would make the best choices overall right. for Who most people. Who wants to drive on the most dangerous road in America? You know, I'm sure that they would be rated <laughs> on these things. But about social Darwinism, you know, you brought up a little bit about social Darwinism. Um, that isn't really a factor that that I think about I in, in one way or another, but it is sort of a quirky sort of party conversation starter to, yeah, to think about it. Yeah, I'm with you it. on that, but uh, as, as far as Darwinism goes, no, uh, dumber people breed breed younger. That's and true. Therefore, more um, you know, the, the more likely you are to get in accidents. There's all different kinds of intelligence and dumb, uh, you know, and, and stupidity. So therefore, no, there's no, no, no social Darwinism comes into play. Mac, thanks for the call, dude. As always, appreciate right. it. Uh, oh, there is no 800 number. 
Keep trying to give it out. Excellent. Bad habits. Good habits, yeah. I guess. Good habits most of the week, most of nights of the week. But this is an internet show, so there is no toll-free line for you. Unless you're an amplifier, and we're going to continue with amp calls here. But there's a neat video online, and I don't remember which uh, country it is. It's, I think it's um, Asian area, kind of that, that area of the world. Uh, maybe Kuala Lumpur or somewhere around there. I, I'm I do really like sure. the name of that one. Anyway, the uh, the way it's a video of a totally uncontrolled traffic situation, where there's just that's how it was in Haiti when I was there. There's just traffic going two traffic different lights in Haiti. Nope, there's no <laughs> lights. There's no turn signals. There's no, none of the, nothing like that. I mean, the cars have turn signals, but there's nothing on the road. And there's two different directions of traffic going, and people just turn when they can turn, and they go when they can go, mm-hmm. and watching them, and it's sped up, so you can watch it happen real quickly. You can watch like an hour of traffic basically go in a minute or something like that, or a couple minutes, and it's just amazing watching it happen. It's like watching little ants kind of interact with one another. You know, Some cars will come up to the point where they have to turn, and then they have to wait for a little while while the other cars keep going, and then one of them jumps There's a out. lot of – what you don't get there is the audio, and there's a lot of honking that goes in. Um, <laughs> Maybe so. I'll give you a great example. They communicate. They're not being mean to each other. Here, when you get honked at in in the United States, it's the the automobile equivalent of being yelled at. How does it communicate exactly? Well, they they say, beep, 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 beep. And they huh. say, I'm turning. Yeah. You know, here I go. Watch me go. Uh, right. Those... And when the guys that are turning are in the way, the guys that are going straight can't go straight anymore. So they have to sit and wait until it's their chance to go through. And for whatever reason, it all worked out. Spontaneous order. Yeah. You know? There you go. Yeah. I was I was actually sort of uh, touching on this with my sister just the other day. It's, it's fascinating you should bring it up because it's a great addition to what we were discussing where uh, there's a Route 101 here in uh, New Hampshire. It goes mm-hmm. east-west. It's really the only major direct route east-west. Sometimes you can go 55. Sometimes you're down at 35 going through the center of a little town like Dublin. You no, know? you get caught behind some guy that's uh, used to driving yeah. a tractor instead. Oh, man, really annoying. <laughs> and there's nothing Awful. you can do about it. It's very frustrating. Just ask Jason Osborne about that. And, uh, and <laughs> But you don't want to go too fast on that road because it's really not that great of a road no, either. It's, it's, it's in bad shape, pieces, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but what's fascinating is you go through this uh, coming out of the town of Bedford heading west into my town, Amherst, and consistently right near this little hill, which used to be private, privately owned, where we used mm. to go sledding at night and you can't go there anymore because the town now owns it and they won't let you go at night they have a nothing, cop nothing at, good happens after dusk yes son. yes <laughs> and so around four o'clock five o'clock right at rush hour this road is just packed with cars mm-hmm. and it has again its own spontaneous order there's no way anybody's going to be going 70 80 miles an hour nobody's going to be driving super reckless speeds on this highway you know, you're not going to be getting too many drunk people on this highway. You've got business people coming back from work generally, and it's very rare that you're going to get somebody doing something really crazy in this sort of situation. Sure. But what you get is the Amherst police cruiser is sitting there, and what happens? That causes people who are very skittish to lay off the gas. They go down below the speed limit by five or six miles an hour, and then everybody gets slowed down, mm-hmm. and big jam-ups occur because the cop is there. If he weren't there, we'd have our own order that we would create. It right. would be safe and sound. He could go home. We wouldn't have to pay that guy. But he's sitting there every stinking day. And, you know, when they in, here in New Hampshire, and they just didn't do this in Florida, when they pull people over, they pull them over, like, right there on the side of the road. I mean, it's barely, it's difficult to get around them. Yeah. Sometimes if, there's a, if it's a two-lane road... They'll actually pull over in one of the lanes. They did that in Florida. No. I saw it all the time. What? Cops taking up an entire lane? Never. I saw it all the time in Florida. Okay. Well, I never saw it. That's where I first noticed it. 
I'm sorry, was I, down there. I, I did not experience that. Were you su- you're suggesting that down there they just pull people into shopping centers and that sort of thing? Well, they'd pull over to the side of the road, but when you're talking, well, for one, there's not as many two-lane roads um, yeah. in Florida as there are up here in New Hampshire, and secondly, no, they wouldn't take up an entire lane. I never saw oh, that. Oh, I've not seen it once. plenty of times. Yep. Let's continue with your calls. You can bring up anything. We go to DJ. Who's in Florida? DJ, does that happen in Florida down where you are? I have no idea what you're talking about. The so cops sorry. pulling. Uh, you could, could you hear us on hold? Yeah, I wasn't paying attention though. Oh, okay, then that, that's fair. Just want to make sure everything's working. Uh, the cops down in Florida. Don't they pull people just if it's like a two-lane road? The cop will just pull a guy over into the le- to the right lane and just take up the entire oh, yeah, lane. That's where they stop. You know. Yep. I've seen it plenty of times. Yep, okay. Thank you. Good job prompting. All right. Mm -hmm. DJ, so what's on your mind tonight? Why were you calling? Bob Barr. I hate that motherfucker. (laughs) Yep, he's a scumbag, isn't he? How how does does we as a liberty-loving party, the the Liberty Party, Libertarian Party, sorry, let that happen? Well, it's easy. Here's how it works. There's a there's a uh, there's a statement that Libertarian Party members are supposed to sign to join the party, but it's never enforced. So you sign the statement that says, "I don't support or advocate the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals," and that's great and all. And I thought that was really going to separate the party from the others when I when I originally signed it. But it turns out that whenever somebody says something that clearly violates, it clearly shows their intention to violate that statement. No one is ever held to account for their words. No one is ever held to say, "Wait a minute, you signed an agreement. You're out of here. You are." unprincipled get out of our party and we'll continue this discussion dj hang on it's an internet edition of free talk live you can take control and bring up anything how did it happen pretty simple actually it's politics you get infiltrated and infiltration happens over time we'll continue here in moments this is free talk live this is free talk live it is a live internet edition of the program, and you can bring up anything if you're a Free Talk Live amplifier. Amp-only lines are available tonight, but that's it. No regular call-in line, because it is internet only. One of our chat room listeners wasn't paying enough attention. He was shocked when our caller let loose the F-bomb. <laughs> and yes, you can say naughty words on the air tonight, and tonight only, because it's internet only. There's no FCC involved here. It's kind of like that great author, F-bomb Wilson. Is it really going to F-bomb Wilson? Out, man. Yeah, the Repairman Jack stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we take your calls about what you want. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free. They include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, go and download them right there on the front page of the website, freetalklive.com. What the hell is an amphibious rotini monster? Who is the anarchy boogeyman and sh- why should you be afraid of him? AnarchyInYourHead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form. Check it, check it out every Friday for a new strip and uh, find bonus material throughout the week at AnarchyInYourHead.com. That's AnarchyInYourHead.com. People are still shocked and upset about what happened to the Libertarian Party's little convention over the weekend where they nominated a someone who's not even close to being a libertarian for their candidate for president, Bob Barr, and some other cat for a VP named Jimmy or something like that. Yeah, and Ronnie Allen, Wayne Allen, Ronnie Root, Ronnie Root or something. Yeah, and so Roto-Rooter. it's just sad to see what's happened here. DJ's on the line. DJ, your question was, how did this happen, right? Yep. 
Okay, so here's my sh- uh, my hopefully short answer to the question. Uh, political parties inevitably are taken over once they become popular enough to be in- to you know obviously if you go form a political party no one's going to care but if it gets to a certain point where it has some level of influence then those who are into politics will come and try to hijack it from you. It's happened. Yeah, but obviously the, it was going on for a couple of years. You know they they had the big convention they they removed you know all these planks and everything. Sure. You know, yeah, it, it's been going on. Ago. Yeah, sure, it's been going on, but there's but you can only do so much if there's more infiltrators coming into the party than there are principled people coming in. So year after year, more people who are unprincipled, maybe somewhere I first of all, there's some that infiltrate on purpose and then there are some that just join because they don't know any better and they don't understand the principle and so there, I think there's two different groups there, but either way, these unprincipled people year after year join the party and they don't leave. Whereas the principled people, like me, get the hell out once we discover that the party's been diluted and it's useless anymore as far as advocating for liberty. So you've just got this constant process year after year of unprincipled people joining, principled people leaving. So so the balances start to tip, and this is the year where the balance went to the heavily to the side of the unprincipled people. You know, and, we should have a big fucking ceremony and get Jesse Jackson in there. And have give him a fucking plaque that says honorary nigger. Oh, that's, that's not nice. Okay. Why? Why would you say Dirty something nigger. like that? That's not very nice. I'm going to hang up on you for that because I, I'm shocked that one of our amplifiers would uh, would say something naughty like that. Just because you can say bad words doesn't mean that we're going to let you be a racist on our airwaves. Yeah, I'm I'm not down with it. I think he was just trying to get a reaction, and he got it. All right, let's continue here, Brian in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live, Brian. Hey, guys. I, I stopped caring about the Libertarian part a, a long time ago. Excellent. But, uh, I, I want to talk about something happier. Okay. Go for it. Well, uh, as uh, you guys know and a lot of listeners uh, tonight especially, I, I'm one of those people moving to uh, the Free State as part of the Free State Project. Awesome. And I, I, got, I, I, have, I have some news, and then I have a, a question to put to the panel. Uh, the news is uh, uh, a partner and I started our first business in New Hampshire, the uh, Ink's not quite dry, but um, uh, when it is, we'll be making certain beverages. Excellent. So, uh, uh, Mark, I'll definitely want to talk to you at Porkfest about some advertising. Cool. Sweet. Um, so that's good. Things are moving forward in that direction. Excellent. But um, <clears throat> I'll be getting there probably uh, uh, a week from today, hopefully, if everything goes right. So moved um, in. This is it? Permanent? This will be the last trip? Uh, this is just the first trip. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll be back and forth. Gotcha. Uh, over the summer, but uh, yeah, first trip. But uh, the house I bought, a little east of Manchester, needs a lot of work. It hasn't really been touched for 50 years, and mm-hmm. it needs uh, you know pretty much everything: siding, insulation, uh, windows, doors, wow. uh, roof, floor. Um, Quite a project. I, 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 I was thinking maybe it just needed a bulldozer, but uh, I think <laughs> there's something we can salvage out of it. Yeah, they don't they don't bulldoze houses up here. Well, they don't. They, they just, just fix them, live in them. <laughs> they live in them. <laughs> well. Um, the, the question I had is, I, I eventually want to uh, uh, get into the local politics, and, and I think being a selectman is probably the be- gives you the best bang for the buck. Up I there, would say, uh, yeah, because you know that that they're the ones that control your by far your biggest tax, your property tax. They sure are, and they're and close. So, you don't have to travel to Concord or anything like that, though. You're not that far from Concord. Yeah, right. Um, but the, the 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 issue is that you know I've got a lot of a lot of construction to do on this house, a lot of remodeling. Uh, the question is, do I pull building permits, or do I just uh, 
uh, tell them to go stuff it. I mean, I, my, my tendency is, is just to say stuff it. I mean, I've done plenty of building without permits. Yeah. I would. I mean, when I lived in Florida, I would. I did a lot of upgrades to my house down there, and I only pulled one permit. I did all kinds of upgrades. I only pulled one, and that was because I was filling in the culvert out front of the house, or actually putting in a culvert rather, and filling in that ditch. And so that was something I couldn't really get away with behind the scenes. Well, um, I, Lauren Canario and her husband uh, Jim Johnson have uh, essentially none, done none of the building permit process, and actually the uh, the inspector comes out and uh, he fills out the paperwork for them and waves their fees. <laughs> really? He wait, really? I, he, he's, they're not they're sending not the bills? I don't know what they're doing, but uh, he's filling out their paperwork for them and signing, you know, signing them wow. in absentia for them. He's, That's he, cool. He just hates the idea that, that, that it's not getting done. Right, wow. and they, they tried. I mean, as I recall, when uh, they had first not pulled permits and the, and the town got wind of it, they tried putting pressure on them, sure. but Lauren and Jim, they don't give a damn. So uh, so they just, I guess they ignored them, or I don't know exactly how they handled it, but you know, that might be a good question for Lauren and Jim to get the, get some real details on what their experience has been, but somewhat from what you're saying, Mark, it's been pretty positive. Well, they, they're not worried. <laughs> yeah, well, how much of it could they possibly find out about, right? I mean, how much, how much... You'd really have to be doing some serious action on your house to have them, the city people, catch wind, right? I mean, you're, well, you've got a pretty big property. Can you see what's going on from the road? The house is right on the road. I mean, oh. it's 45 acres, but the house is right on the road, and then mm. all the land is behind it. But, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be taking off all the siding, taking out all the insulation, all the windows, all the doors. I mean, it's, it's I don't think that, I don't think you need a building it. permit for that. Oh, really? I really? Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think you do. I, you've got a building. You just need to you just need to redo some stuff. You're, you're only renovating. I don't. In my town, you would not need a permit for that. Yeah, and I would think really? that if you're doing most of it yourself, then you know there's not going to be any contractor you're going to bring in who's going to feel obligated to jump through those hoops. So if you're if you're kind of working on it yourself, you probably get get away with almost all of it. I would think. Well, my my neighbor just went through a lot of remodeling. He, he had his house, and then he he did a lot of you know just remodeling, not rebuilding, just mm-hmm. uh, windows and doors and stuff. And uh, he was uh, pretty sure he had to do all that. He went through all the all the trouble, and you know he's now buddies with the building inspector. <laughs> oh, they'd, they'd love to, uh, to to give you a building permit for that, but you know, it, I just don't think. I don't know. I, I just, it, it's not. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't look. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't look first of all to see what the damn laws say because I don't care, and I would just go ahead and uh, and give it a shot because there are people here that'll back you up if they do decide to pick on you. So always remember that and uh, d- check well, in my, with. Uh, yes. You know, normally I wouldn't mind, except if I'm going to be you know voted in on a popular vote to be a selectman. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're already it, turning into a politician, hang on, Brian, we'll bring you back here. This is a live internet edition of Free Talk Live. You can take control, bring up anything. This is your show, Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live internet edition of the program, and you can bring up anything. If you're an amplifier, you have the amp-only call-in line. Can't give it to you over the air, because then more people will have it. I'm not sure who that DJ character was. I looked through the amplifier files, couldn't find anyone named DJ living in Florida, so who knows, maybe the amp number's already snuck out onto the internet. If that's the case, what can you do, huh? Maybe we'll have to start verifying them as they call in, but that doesn't seem likely. 
No, I don't think it does. All right, so dial in about anything. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Got a couple extra pounds to lose? Maybe you're a real porker. Though if you uh, got that problem, you can give, you can uh, check out notfatanymore.com. You read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month. A friend of mine lost almost 30 in a month. Well, I did it for a few days and lost six. So uh, notfatanymore.com. It works. All right, we continue here. Brian is on the line in Colorado. Uh, Brian, concerned about what might happen if you, to your political career, if you don't pull permits for the house that you're going to be working on up here in New Hampshire, you purchased a house and it needs a lot of work and you'd rather not get the permits because it's just throwing money down a hole and you don't really get any value for it. Uh, but on the other hand, you do want to run for political office and you're concerned, as a, any good politician would be, uh, concerned <laughs> about how you'll be viewed by the people. Is that pretty much accurate? Uh, yeah, I mean, normally I wouldn't give a fuck what they thought, you know, if they thought I was an a-hole or something. Can I say a-hole? You can say a-whatever-the-hell-you-want okay. on this show. It's but, internet yeah, only. No, normally, it wouldn't matter, but if, if I have any chance, you know, to if, if I would have any chance of getting into a popular election, then obviously I need to think about these things. It's a small town, 4,000 people. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's, it's a matter of flying under the radar. I've already met the neighbor, uh, talked with him for a while, and... I never mentioned that it was part of the Free State Project. I sure. just don't want to go there yet because, you know, I, I don't want to be put in a hole before they get to know me. I, I agree with that. I, I don't think you should uh, just jump right in and 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 tell them because I think it confuses people. Right. And well, you sure, definitely have to do this. Those people. You definitely want to get this work done quickly. On oh, the yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's, it, that's another thing. I, you know, I got to have this house buttoned up by by winter. Yeah. Uh, because I don't really want to be uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. So you might want to. I don't know, know. man. It's a, that's a tough call because I mean, when you're running for political office, you're going to be, for the most part, at least in the beginning, appealing to those who vote. I mean, we ran Julia. Julia ran a candidacy here for city council in Keene, and nobody really showed up extra to vote for her beyond the the people who normally would have showed up to vote. So from that viewpoint, if you are trying to attract those voters then maybe being obedient would help you. But then again, if your message is pro-liberty, then you're going to alienate those people that would appreciate your obedience in the first place. So presumably you're going to have a relatively pro-liberty message, regardless of whether or not you've revealed what your, you know, your, your origins are. Uh, so if you're going to have a pro-liberty message, the people that are going to appreciate your obedience aren't, probably aren't going to vote for you anyway. So I don't really know if it's going to buy you that many points. No, that's, that's an interesting, uh, interesting theory. And um, before you go on, uh, Brian, I want to make another point. is You can pr- do pretty much anything you want short of building a building or a house yourself, uh, meaning that you don't really need a building permit to do most things as long as you are the guy that's doing it. Now, if you hire a contractor to do these kinds of things, then that's something different. But if you were to hire... Free staters, and there are many of them out there. I can give you a few names uh, of people that want to do construction that aren't contractors and don't want to go to the state to get any kind of certification. Mm-hmm. I would say that you know that this guy's just helping me. You yeah, know, kind just of thing. a bunch of friends yeah. over, you know, uh, building a house and having a beer. Right, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's not now, Mark. Is that New Hampshire state law? 
Because you know, I'm, I'm in Colorado now. We got to get a building from you have to put replacement windows in. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a lawyer and cannot give legal advice. But uh, how they we, had that down in Florida too. The the window permit. I never pulled one. Right up here, they're, they're just not as good at it. And I'm I'm reasonably certain that if you're doing it on your own, you don't need a permit. Really. Uh, it, I'll be it, damned. It, now, if you're building your own house, that's something you know. That's a, something different. If you're putting up a structure, you need a permit. But well, that, that that's a good that's a good thing to check into. I mean, obviously, my neighbor pulled them because you know. I guess he thinks he's some kind of law-abiding citizen. Uh, they'll give is. you a permit. Yeah, they'll yeah. be happy right. to give you permission they'll to They'll make build. one up. Right. right. What's that? You want a permit for what? Oh, we've never had that for... Well, but we'll charge you a hundred bucks. Uh, we got you go. for, we've got a um, you know, Microsoft Office. We can darn sure have a permit <laughs> banged yeah. out for you by the time you get here. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's not... The, the whole thing about the permits is, of course, you know, they say is to make sure you, you adhere to the code, uh, which is a non-government thing, the Uniform Building Code. Of course, they've kind of adopted it. But yeah. the builders did this. The manufacturers did this. And, you know, I, the last thing in the world I want to do is make an unsafe house. You know, I've got sure. the UBC, and I refer to it all the time to find out how to, you know, what are the best practices for building. But it has nothing to do with the government. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, just I, their, pro- that's just their public relations. I mean, that's, that's just what they what say. That's what they say. And, and really what they say is that they're, they're doing it for the next guy who buys the house. Because you could build a really shoddy house and then sell it to somebody, and they wouldn't know. And really that's the problem with the government giving this kind of sanction anyway. I could still do it. I could wire the whole inside of my house. You'd never know I did it. It could blow up when the guy turns the switch, but he would still believe that it was in good shape because the government's out there certifying and giving, uh, you know, t- telling the elect- um, the electrical mm-hmm. people uh, that that they're what they're doing is right. So people just are under the impression that if you flip a switch, it's going to be fine. But that's well, the that problem. Same, it's that same false sense of security you talked about before about the seatbelts. Yeah. You know, if, if you think of a sense of security because the building inspector, you know, looked at this place where I was built 50 years ago, then, yeah, you're not going to take take the time to hire an inspector that's actually, you know, a private inspector that's going to go through the place on his hands and knees. And isn't it interesting how our responses to shoddy workmanship by licensed professionals that are granted permission from the state or bad products that are given the stamp of approval from the FDA – our, our uh, anger and, and frustration and the bad word of mouth still is directed at the person who did the bad work. And uh, in America and most localities, most people overlook the fact that they were given the stamp of approval by an entity that is immune and they never get criticized. And we ought to direct some criticism at those guys who say, oh, yeah, this guy's work is fine. Here he goes. Yep. Go ahead. Because it doesn't do anything. No, it, it, what it, it does help. do is it encourages laziness it in does. the consumers it because does. they look and they say, oh, well, this contractor's licensed. Therefore, he must be good. Yeah, the that other one isn't mean a you goddamn must, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Just because they've got a license number, they could still screw you three ways to sunset. Well, <laughs> the fact that they have a license means that they're screwing you. You know, they're, well, they're going out and getting the license. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just they're doing it because that's obe- you know they're being obedient like, like most people are. That's all that is. Brian, any other thoughts? License Hopefully, we helped you out a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, that's some help. I will check to see what the laws are. But uh, I'll be I'll be uh, rolling in on Sunday or Monday, and if anybody's in the Manchester area. Come on by. I got 25,000 pounds of stuff that needs to be unhauled from my truck. Have you, you, you need post, to post, post a anywhere? message? Post uh, a message I'll, I'll over post. at nhfree.com, the forum there. That's a good place. Uh, and I'm sure people will show up. There's a lot of people out in the Manchester area. Exactly. Very good. Good luck, sir. And uh, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate right. it. We continue with more Amp Calls. Unscreened call. Who's this? Hey, it's me, Todd. Uh, Todd. From Michigan. I Wait, just Todd. rejoined the uh, Amp program. Oh, good. Uh, welcome back. Yep. So what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I, I just wanted to phone in my disgust uh, with the Libertarian Party's uh, 
national convention. I watched the whole thing from cover to cover. Were you surprised? Actually, no. Um, that's not to say that I wasn't disappointed, but sure. I was not surprised. Yeah, it felt to me like the next step. I, I felt like I knew this was coming. I had hoped that Mary Ruart would win, but it didn't work out that well, way, and they elected the someone unprincipled. thing that a lot of people don't understand is that this was planned. I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, <laughs> but this was definitely planned. By uh, whom by and why? Huh? Why, who do you think planned it and, and why, Todd? Uh, it's an interesting uh, piece of speculation. I'd love to hear more. Well, uh, it's been reported on the Independent Political Report, which is a third-party blog, and there has been a lot of talk of uh, the fact that the bar faction was moving on busloads of bar supporters. And I really? would say more than about two-thirds of the delegates uh, on the convention floor um, were mostly well. Were, well, let's, let's let's put it this way: they were either bar supporters or root supporters. Oh. And when Mary was on the top, um, remember, in the first four rounds of the balloting, she lost. Uh, she and Bob Barr was actually maybe about ten to twenty, um, ten to maybe twenty votes ahead of her. The fifth ballot, she won. But by the time they got to the sixth ballot, uh, interestingly enough. Bob Barr just happened to magically win that round. and Well, uh, whatever the political intrigue was, it's done and over. The LP's dead and buried. Those of us that really care about liberty, hang on, Todd, we'll bring you back. Those of us that really care about liberty will be here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. To the rest of you, good luck. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, live internet edition of the pro- internet edition of the program. That means there's no FCC. You can say what you want, and it also means there's no toll-free number for you. Unless you're an amplifier, then you know the amp-only toll-free line, and you're welcome to call in on that. Even in these remaining moments, we'll have enough time for your call. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the program. It helps us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and more people's internet connections. Uh, therefore, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far as wide and as fast as possible. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Get on board for three bucks a month. You get access to the AMP-only chat room, which is packed full of people tonight. Uh, the AMP-only call-in lines, which people have been utilizing all evening long. And the AMP-only... There's more AMP stuff. There's more freebies that I don't even mention on air every night. Just free stuff. It's go just to, awesome. Yeah, go to amp.freetalklife.com. Oh, and I should mention, Gardner is here with us tonight. His website, libertyconspiracy.com. Thank you. We friend. still have people call uh, or email to ask, what else can I listen to out there? And, of course, Gardner Goldsmith is the first suggestion that I always make. But thanks. maybe we aren't plugging your website enough when you're on, Gardner, hey, because people, lot, they haven't put two and two together. Gardner puts his show out five days a week. And yeah. it's available through libertyconspiracy.com. Like ours, it's free as well. Yep, you got it. Oh, He's and, just uh, smarter than we are. <laughs> he is smarter than <laughs> the both of us combined. Yeah, actually. no, no, definitely not. And uh, <laughs> you can't tell by looking at my bank account either or that. So, but hopefully the show is good. And, no, that's true. Well, smart doesn't You guys are pretty smart with your show. You do great work. And uh, I want to thank you for letting me come over. I also want to mention um, going down to this Competitive Enterprise Institute thing on Wednesday. And it's possible... 
I might be on. Uh, they might be setting me up for book notes on C-SPAN. I'm oh, not sure. Cool. I don't know, which would be really cool. Is that where you take I get phone calls or something? Book. Uh, yeah, I think they might, I don't know exactly how it works. I don't and, know much about they might not, I'm only going to be there for like a day. Interview, so. So. Yeah, and it might not, not happen. A but speech. Yeah, it would be really, really cool if, if, uh, if I could do it. So, I don't know. I'll post it at Liberty Conspiracy if it's going to happen. If not, then, you know, maybe we can push it and, and, and bug them or something like that. But it's, you know, Live Free or Die is the book. So That's right. You, you can order that through Amazon.freetalklive.com, right. which we Good also point. haven't mentioned tonight. Another great way to support the show and get the stuff you need, whether it's a copy of Gardner's book, <laughs> Live Free or Die, or or whether it's uh, some other book or some uh, DVD or a piece of furniture or baby stuff. I mean, gro- groceries. They've got it all. If you order through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, FreeTalkLive will get a percentage of the purchase. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against fril- frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do so all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's FTL, LegalZoom.com. All right, we go back to Todd in Michigan on the amp line. Todd, so uh, you, like me, pretty disappointed in the progress of the, or the regression, I guess, of the Libertarian Party. And are you withdrawing as well? Well, um, the last time I told you about this, I did, I did initially repudiate the party, but I was one of the people who decided at some point later I was going to hold out until seeing what happened at the convention. Um, but after that, uh, after I saw, I basically called uh, Susan Dixon at the National um, LP office, left a message on her voicemail and said, I want out of the party. I want nothing to do with Bob Barr and Wayne Owen Roots. I want nothing to do with this party since it's abdicating uh, its principles, uh, which is more like uh, a jettison of its principles more than anything else. And uh, I said, you know what, you know, to hell with it. You know, uh, this is bullshit. I am not going to uh, support a candidate. Wait a minute, Todd, you mean you're not going to toil for years and years trying to reclaim the glory days of the party? No, no, absolutely not. And people are just wasting their time. I, I, I was in one of the chat rooms the night of the convention, and people were picking on Mary because, oh, she sounded too wonkish. She sounded like she didn't... What does uh, that word mean? Was, I, I've heard wonk before. I don't know what it means. Uh, I, she sounds like more like a, uh, a Catoite or a Mysian or whatever the hell you want to call it. Okay. And um, and some of the people like Gene Trosper, a reformer uh, in, in the LP who basically supports Bob Barr. Uh, he's from California. I've, I've dealt with him before. And he basically was saying, well, um, the Libertarian Party has been basically widely ignored, and we need to compromise our principles. We've got to go out there. The party needs to grow, otherwise we're not going to get anywhere. And the party's never have- going to get anywhere <laughs> either way. It's right, just it's such a lost to- cause. Right, it's become a lost cause, and I and believe it or not, Ian, I was duking it out with the people in in that in that chat room, and I told them, look, you guys are basically out of your skulls. I would say a majority of the people in the chat room were basically in favor of Bob Barr. Very few of them were supporting Mary. 
Well, the internet and is serious never. business. That's uh, <laughs> so yeah, you're a free I, state. Let's kidding. let's move on, I, I Todd. I'm not kidding. You're a, you're a free state project member. You're leaving the Libertarian Party behind. You're coming to New Hampshire, and you're not the only one. And I'm hoping that other people are going to hear this if they hadn't gotten the news about what happened over the weekend. That this will be their first exposure to it, and this might be perhaps this will be the event that will push many of the uh, fence sitters about the free state project over to understand that look. The LP's done for. There's no hope for freedom at the national level. You let's focus save, in one place. Um, That's right. Well, let's put it this way, Ian. It's like the old saying. You can lead a horse uh, to a pond, but you can't make a drink. That's the problem. I thought it had something and, to do with teaching it to sing. No, well, that's, that's the cows. A, something else. That's the fat lady. Pigs on ice skates. So, Todd, thank you, sir, for the call tonight. Good luck on your trip to New Hampshire. Hopefully you'll be here sooner rather than Rock later. On, and hopefully Todd. everyone will. Thanks, yeah, Todd. Thank you, sir. All right. So, moments remain here. Perhaps you want to share your thoughts with us on anything you want to talk about. I'm hoping that this will be a boost for the Free State Project. I'm hoping they'll get a boost of membership. I'm hoping they'll get a boost of people who've decided to move sooner rather than later as a result of this. Because I can't, I can't encourage you any more vehemently to... Try to make your plans happen as soon as possible here. Be like Brian Travis, who has picked up his entire business. Brian, who called in earlier from Colorado. He's packed up his entire business. He's got a family. He's got just a whole huge load of property to move up. So it's not like he's just a college kid hopping in a car, as as many people have been able to do. He's had a huge process to get through to come here, and he's on his way. And if Brian Travis can do it, if he can pick all that up and come here, then certainly you can, too, because... Look, this is what's going to happen. The liberty activists in your area are going to get siphoned off. They're going to come here to New Hampshire because they're going to hear about all the great stories. They're going to hear about all the experiences. They're going to hear about the wonderful civil disobedience. They're going to hear about the the political activism that's being successful for once up here. They're going to hear about all the success stories, and it's going to be so attractive to them. I love the question you ask, Mark, when you call people or you talk to people about the Free State Project, the, the people that you that you know just uh, just approaching regular liberty-minded people to say, if you knew that there were going to be 20,000 people that believe like you do, if there were 20,000 libertarians in the same state together, would you join them? What libertarian worth his salt would say no to that? But well, the, the, the fact is, libertarians, I, I guess they're so used to losing, they're so used to just the debate of it all, they won't pick up and leave. Largely, most of them are just full of hot air. Good. And that's what's so great about the Free State Project is it really separates the doers from the talkers. It really separates the, deba- the as they've been called, the debaterians, the mm-hmm. ones that sit around and just yammer about the issues and never actually do anything, from the people that are willing to get active for liberty. If you're willing to make that move, whether it be from New York to New, to New Hampshire or from California or from Florida or from Germany or wherever, if you're willing to make that move, that separates you from yeah. every other activist out there on the planet. And they make such a difference. Even the, even the uh, people who have been here now only in the hundreds who have moved up, uh, they have had a significant impact on, A, the Republican Party leadership, I can tell you that, which is, you know, we still have the major two-party thing here in the state. The Republican Party leadership has changed because of the presence the of free staters. And as I've been told by many people who work in PR, the only people who show up to try to affect legislation now, to try to stop the growth of government, are free state project members. They are the ones who drive this. There's a reason you're called activists, everybody. And, uh, you know, as a guy who grew up in New Hampshire, I can't implore you anymore. Please 
come here. If you're disenfranchised or disillusioned with what's happening on the national level, get here soon. There you go. All right, only moments remain. Just a few more thoughts here. Uh, earlier, we briefly d- talked about nanotechnology and Americans' viewpoint of scientific technologies like this. According to ABC News, in a recent study of attitudes in the United States and Europe, only 29.5% of over 1,000 American adults said they found nanotechnology morally acceptable. Less than a third of Americans believe that... God don't like little robots. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? They're so ignorant. They're so ignorant. They understand. The same studies show that they believe science has enriched their lives. So it's not that they're anti-science. It's just them there are robots in the inside of your skins. We can't be having that. It's been Ian here with you. And Gar. And Mark. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com.